The intermediate line advises a language and concept warning for the entire show. Hey, this is Cam and Dan from Tassie Fly. We've got the boat on the back and we're going fishing. So uh, sit down, shut up and listen up. You've got the Intermediate Line podcast and they're ready to tell you some stuff. This show is brought to you by Beast Brushes, specialised fly tying materials manufactured and processed right here in Australia. Real experience, real advice to maximise your valuable time on the water and the vice. Bolts, I want to say for coming back, mate. It must have been a hard decision, right? Oh, mate, it, it is a tough decision. I want to say thank you for having me back. I feel like uh, I feel like the the show went in a, two really cool directions in my absence, and um, and uh, I haven't listened to both of them all the way through yet, mate. But I really was excited and enthused with the. Um, with the direction of, of both of those uh, podcasts, mate. Hmm. Well, well, I'll be honest, mate. The board got together and we had a look at the other paddock without you here. You know, we uh, we discussed it in detail. We saw, what it, we saw what that future would have looked like. But I went into bat for you, mate. I said, oh. <laughs> I said the guy might be passionate and verbose. Yep, he true. might have the pelt of a Himalayan goat. But Guilty, yep. But... Mm. The dude, <laughs> got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's good to have you back, man. It was, uh, oh, it was good to uh, good to be steering that ship for a little bit, and uh, yeah, we did take some um, some interesting shows. And I guess to recap that a little bit, I don't know if you listened to the one we did with Al, but that one um, turned out pretty good as well. It was good to have Al back. Um, yeah, and it was. Um, I haven't done a. Uh, I have done a single interview myself before with with Dave and Rod up there at AFO. Yeah, me. Yeah. But not like I did, like you did with um with Bill with the with the um, flying episode remotely. So oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Actually, um, I found I found it different in some ways easier, um, but also some ways probably more difficult in terms of you know feeling uh, feeling dead air or being comprehensive on on a topic or asking all the questions that perhaps you know need to be answered. How how did you find it? Uh, it was it was good, you know. I mean, me and Al talk a lot on the phone, anyway. You know, like there's most times we we if if I spoke to Al most times, it could easily have been a podcast, anyway. So yeah. it was it was hard it was hard to um hard to get started when yeah. when you when you're doing that when you know you're getting recorded when you when you know someone so well. Um, but once we got going, it was cool, and I think that we um 
yeah, you know, all I could do with you, we forget that the thing's recording. It's good. Yeah, that's that's good because I remember the first couple we did. You know how we did that trial one that we never really published. You know, you, me, and uh, Bolchi, and mm. the, the start of it was sort of awkward. Like it sort of, it sort of reminded me of you know that movie Step Brothers, and mm. um, and you got uh, Dale Doback and Brendan Half meet for the first time in the front yard, and they're like, "You have to call me Nighthawk." <laughs> <laughs> Just, yeah. Have- you have to call me Dragon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right because we are we do we do feel each other out, and yeah. uh, and um, yeah. So that that's um, oh, I think we're we I've got a weird noise coming out of my computer. And that's why I stumbled there. I don't know what's going on. If you hear an explosion, yeah. Um, I want people to know that my favourite species to catch is now mangrove jack. But um, okay, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, okay. Well, that can go on your that's set in stone. Um, yeah. anyway, but yeah, no, we did have a good show with Al. We talked about, and like through that show, if you haven't listened to it, there's a really awesome part of it where we, we learn about a, the most fascinating thing for me through that whole podcast, which was something that I've never spoken to Al about, which I learned about during the show was the red bass fishery and particularly the way that those fish create small shoals over the, over open sand on those GBR flats. Which I think is incredible, man, because red bass get so overlooked, eh? You know, like they get glanced over as a like unbelievably to me a, a rubbish species. You know, like it's um, you know, it's, you know, it's a red bass, but holy shit, man, those things are animals. Oh, I've got to say that the idea of you know uh, an open sand red bass fishery has has got my toes curling, man. Like you know that that'd be a knockdown drag them out style fight, like you um. You mentioned, um, you know, your uh, your recent addiction to mangrove jack. Um, actually, I haven't told you this. I, I pulled a decent one too recently, which will become clear in the future. But anyway, um, yeah, that, I can't imagine what a, a red bass, you know, like a, a genuine sort of eight, ten kilo fight over over clean sand. That's just a dream, man. That is yeah. awesome. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Eh? It's pretty cool. That's for sure. Um, yeah. So the other show we did, which was the, which was an interesting show, which um, the listeners might be interested to hear a bit more about the behind the scenes for that show, was the uh, live recording. Not that any show isn't live recorded, but mm-hmm. I don't know another way to word it. Essentially, just re- recording ourselves whilst fishing. Yeah. Did, you, did you give that a listen yet? Yeah, I've, I've, I've probably about, mate. I'll be honest, I've been running off my feet. I'm about thirty minutes into it. Um, I love the, I love the bit where you guys meet up. Like it's, um, it's. Uh, I think you captured the energy of that pretty well, eh? You know? Well, I couldn't, I couldn't. I wanted to get out of the car with recording, and I wanted to, or I wanted to record everything organically because it was a very unique situation, you know. Like I mentioned, well, I guess what well, I guess we can talk a little bit behind the scenes because I spoke to you. You were you were going away that day. Right, I'm pretty yeah. sure. Were you? Was it that day? Was something like that? It, was it a Thursday night? Oh, so you had been, you had gone away the day before. So, yeah, that I tried night. to really. Yeah. We 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 had someone lined up for the show who um who couldn't make it. Um, same person for a few weeks in a row. So, and and great reason. Like it's there's no animosity there at all. But um, yeah. um, but um, um, so we were left hanging, and at this point. You and I discussed this, and I'm like, well, what's the worst that can happen if we have the week off? You know, world isn't going to end. Atlantis won't won't rise again. You know, and like that. You know, so, um, 
we decided. I, I, I don't even think. I think. It, I think we decided that was the deal. You went on what would normally be our night that we record, and we both went. You know what? Just going to have to have this week off. Just going to have to explain it. And then during the day on the Thursday, um, Chris, who's my customer at Beast Brushes, and I were in contact, where I owed him a packet of hooks through through whatever reason. It's not important, but I said to him. I'll send, I've got them, I'll send them down to you at my expense. And he's going, well, you just, we should just go catch up and go fishing, just bring hooks. I'm like, ha, huh, yeah, that's a good idea. And then went back and I'm going, mate, we, we could. Are, are you, when are you fishing next? He goes, I'm going to head out tonight. Do you want to come down? I'm like, mm. yeah, that's a good idea. So I think I might have sent you a text and go, I've got an eye for the year for the show. I'm going fishing tonight. I'm going to record it. And I think your <laughs> reply would have been, yeah, good luck with that. Anyway, <laughs> and I kind of thought the same thing. And like literally all I did was just get my iPhone open up the memo app and I put the phone in my top pocket, which is why you can hear me more than you can hear Chris. Yeah. But for the majority of it, I was really surprised at how the sound came out. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. I think once people understand, I mean, we got a lot of positive feedback in regards to which I know you saw as well, but mm. a lot of the feedback was, you know, I couldn't hear the other Chris, you know, and, and I can understand that. Like I'm, I'm editing that show out and stuff and I left, I could have taken out those bits where Chris was quiet, but it's just sort of all sets the mood, I suppose, a little bit, I guess, and we could definitely polish it up and do better. Oh, but, um, yeah. Look, dude, I, th I think there's an authenticity, uh, well, there's credibility that comes through through leaving stuff sort of raw and unedited, you know, um, and, and sure, some things will suffer from time to time, like like sound quality, um, <clears throat> audibility, that sort of thing, but um, they're things we can improve on in the future, and, you know, um, I know you and I have both been researching options to to facilitate, you know, better sound quality in, in similar things in the future. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was it was pretty cool, man, because that 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 particular river or waterway or system there, um, which which I'm still not gonna name, um, is is not exactly a fruitful river. Like we, we knew those fish were there. We knew what we were chasing. Um uh and even chris i mean chris spoke with a lot of confidence about that that part of um of the mm. country um but i know that he's only fished it a couple of times himself and i've been interested in fishing it and that's why i was interested in making the journey down for the invite mm. but to record the it's such a it's such a great situation like to record a podcast uh having met someone for the first never met the guy face to face chatted online as a customer and that's it Never met the guy face to face. Don't know what like the. Don't know if we're going to gel as as two fly fishermen on a boat, which is hard enough as it is, um, at night, at a place that um, we're both inexperienced with, with a fish that is not exactly, um, you know, you know, cricket score sort of animal. You know, like it's not not the sort of fish you're going to be just getting heaps of. You know, it's, it's there's been plenty of times where many anglers have chased this species in much more productive rivers and gone without for a long time. Yeah. So, it was really cool to get that that fish and a good fish as well like on on um recorded on audio at least um what was didn't show up very well but still was pretty clear was the um with the fish feeding before we were making cast that like it was really well I, I was listening back to it i was pretty proud of it because you don't do anything scripted you don't know what you're going to say you obviously don't know what the fish is going to do but i was pretty proud of how it came about because it, it captured a lot of the scenario where we were hunting the fish there it is i'll just wait i might have seen it we'll just give it a couple of seconds there it is put it in yep 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 that's on and then um 
and then the fight, you know. So a, a sure. meter, meter four threadfin was um, no, no slouch. That's for sure. Of a fish to catch on fly. That's for sure. It was good. Yeah, yeah. Look, I haven't got to that bit yet, but I, I've been told the uh, excitement's palpable in that. And um, man, good on you for giving it a go. Hey, because that that could easily like say, say nothing happened. It would have would have been a a less impactful podcast. Um, yeah. So yeah, I, good on you, man. I, I look forward to doing more of the same with you, and or maybe you know, doing it, taking up you know me doing one on ones in in my my ring with some people. That'd be cool too. Yeah, we could we could be polyamorous in that you now host, you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, man, I, I yeah, still yeah. would I still would have put it up if we caught nothing, you know, because we do talk about on the show a lot about you know the reality of fishing in general if yeah. you know what i'm saying you know yeah. and and sometimes fishing involves not catching anything yep that's correct yep we were pretty lucky with the tuna vlog because that's i mean although they were really small mac tuna and, and we were having fun which was the which was the crux of the of the vlog mm. really at the end of the day you know i mean anyone anyone if they were forced in that situation would have been would have been right to catch those fish they were pretty happy really um, there, there was but what what didn't make the cut what was left on the cutting room floor was well, half of it was, you know, we would have had, we would have been, you know, showing off long tails if it wasn't for those fuckwits in a jet ski. So. <laughs> Let it go, bro. Let it go. I'm coming bro. for him. I'm yeah. coming for him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear me. Dear me. <laughs> well, yeah. you know, so, yeah, I mean, I guess we could, you know, like that situation would be another one we could do it in, I guess, um. You know, there's there's other species. Can you think of other ones that would be, you know, like you know, we talk about tuna. Bass would be an easy one as well. Yep. Yeah. Know, that'd be a good one. Yep. Yeah. There'd be a lot of, lot. There could be a lot of searching and then a lot of action all at once. You know. There could be yeah. Flatties would be a good one too. Maybe. Yeah, um, flatties would be a good one, man. We could we yeah. could talk in a series of uggs and grunts through that one. <laughs> 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 yeah, empowerment barra, empowerment barra at night, you know, or something like that. Um, that'd be well, that. That would be probably a pretty similar show to the to the one with the thready, actually. You know, yeah, yeah, could be, true. or it could be just a like a, a like a um, a turkey shoot, one way yeah. or the other. Who knows, man? Yeah, wish we knew someone who lived near a uh, an empowerment who was have, struggling to catch fish on fly because that would be a good one to get him onto that for sure. Yeah, yeah, that would be you know, particularly someone who. would Sort of uh, res resorted to pad padding their confidence with some plastics. Yeah, so, someone someone who took a giant leap forward, then a running jump backwards, or something like that. You know, one of those guys. <laughs> Don't know anyone like that. No one nah. immediately comes to mind. Yeah. Not immediately, but I'm sure we could find some quitter for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I mean, there's a lot of options like that, I suppose. To think of it. I mean, even more local, close to, close to home, or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. What do you reckon? Yeah, let's do it. Um, yeah, something will come up. Yeah. What about Toga, man? Yeah, that'd be all right too. That'd be a good one. Be a lot of searching around, but um, you just have to wait. Yeah, well, that, there's that, isn't it? That probably um, probably left to the best left to the new year or well into January. Um, you know, given their their uh, current uh, marital status, for want of a better <laughs> word. Yeah. yeah, you're talking about the the breeding season, right? Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, 
that's yeah. going that's going quite well though, man. Like there's been a lot of discussion with that lately. Actually, I don't want to bang on, but um, it's really really positive how there's been a lot of people that have sort of seen that as an opportunity to sort of stay away from those species. Uh, well, and I guess not just toga, but other species that um that might not be protected by policy that uh, just leave them alone as a bit of stewardship. So that's really cool. And uh, I'm getting a lot of people that contact me as well and saying I've, I've I've listened to you guys talk about it and and I think it's a good idea and yeah, it's good. Don't you reckon? Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. Now, um, for those who come in late, perhaps um, bearing in mind, uh, Saratoga are a mouth brooding species. They're unusual for the fish we catch, and that they extend um, have extended parental care for their fish. They have low numbers, but they have a high success rate because they come out big. Um, but fishing for them really during interesting. I didn't know that. That's true. Yeah, because they by the time they've they've finished parental care, they're quite large and able to fend for themselves. Yeah, so the high, high mortality rate. A lower mortality rate, yeah. So, Sorry. So, yeah, yeah basically... Photosynthesis. And, uh, yeah, photo, photosynthetic and, yeah. you know, all that sort of shit. <laughs> no, like some of the, the fish that produce half a million eggs, like a, you know, a big barra or, or, you know, hundreds of thousands of eggs anyway. They, tilapia. Yeah, they come out. Well, tilapia are mouth brood. They have large... Oh, that's right. Babies too, yeah. Carp are, yeah, broadcast spawners, that type of thing, or they'll just swim around splashing their eggs and sperm everywhere like a big bukkake. And, you know, it's just um, – did I just say that? Uh, those, those ones have a different different, different policy, man. Like they're, just, they're, they're going for rounds down range. You know, they're trying to, trying to put as many little ones in there in the hope that, you know, a small percentage will survive. You know, say 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 one one percent of half a million <laughs> survive. That's a lot of babies. You know. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah but so it's, what were you talking about? Yeah, so you talking about no. toker and and why they survive so well? Yeah, right. So yeah, but, less they probably only have fifty or something, but then they'll all they've got a good chance of surviving. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So with that in mind, yeah, it could be even lower. Like uh, I don't have a reliable number. Depending, it vary with the size and age of the fish, depending on how many they've got in there in mm. its mouth, but. You know, like a place like, say, well, Barumba's the the flagship. That that was first stocked over fifty years ago, right? To get to what we've got now, mm. you know, and there are fish that people don't eat. Um, to give you an idea of, you know, how how um, you know a self what a self sustaining population actually looks like to get to that level. All right yeah. now. The, Saratoga are actually stocked in a lot of impoundments along the coast <clears throat> between, you know, say the New South Wales border and Barumba, right? So, and Barumba is the oldest and most established and, you know, it could be, it could take, what I'm saying is it could take a few years for all these other ones to get up to a similar standard. Some might be better, some might be worse, depending on the, the quality of the habitat and how big the place is, all sorts of factors like that. The, the thing is, like, you know, and it's a personal decision. Let me say this, everyone, personal decision. But, you know, if if you want to enjoy it, just leave it alone for it. You know, that would be one thing to consider. There's so many other things you can do at this time of year. It's a great time of year to be on the water. Um, uh, and if anyone, you know, accuses me of being double standard or even Chris, yes, well, I've done it in the past. I've fished this time of year um, for them. Uh, but, uh, you know, the most progressive sort of anglers and even competitions are moving away from this time of year. 
That's that's undeniable. So yeah, uh, yeah. nothing illegal. Nothing illegal, but um, you know, like people are allowed to fish from. There's there's bag limits, all that sort of stuff. But yeah, yeah. I think I think they're um I think they've slipped under the radar of um of of care a little bit. I suppose so. It's up to you, the fisherman, to see the value in that care. You know, I guess I guess. And like Paul said, it's it's a personal choice that um, you know, you got to be okay with making. Uh, hate yeah. to be the one. Hate to be you know, like uh, the 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 target of 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 malice because you feel as though someone's forcing you to do that for sure. But um, I mean, it's a passionate subject for a lot of people, but it is what it is. And that's um, yeah. Uh, I mean, most. I, I yeah. I don't know. It's it's one of those subjects, mate. That could probably drown the show here. But I mean, I think we've made the point, mate. They're just a. A vulnerable species at this time of year and we could do a, a show elsewhere and just leave that till later yeah you know what a vulnerable this time of year that people aren't hitting hard enough tilapia you know yeah uh, i think that's you know they're that's something there they're very visible and evident and they're they're quite protective on on their nests this time of year um yeah go for- you know, that's it you know, and that's i guess when you when you like it, it's been pretty easy for me in previous years because like you said I, and, and I've done it too, you know, like I've, I've found them to be very visual fishing tiger at this time of year because they are pairing and they are hanging up high because, you know, for, for, for those reasons in part, in, in great part. Mm. But in recent years, it's made me turn around and look at other, other fisheries, other places to go fishing. Yep. Um, and I tell you, the rewards have been awesome. And, and like you just said there, tilapia would be something that I would not have even considered if I didn't, you know, impose this in close season on, on myself, you know, with, yep. with Saratoga, because they're an easy, they're only up the road for me. They're, they're an easy, soft option for me really. And it's, and it's taken a bit of, um, taken a bit of, uh, re-education from my own point to, to look to other fisheries at this time of year. Great time of year. Yeah. Head, head spinning. I've always known about them. It's just that I've always taken the path of least resistance towards Toga, you know, prior, prior to, you know, four or five years ago and stop, stop going there. But, um, but anyway, um, yeah, tilapia are, are a great a great option there. And like um, our former co-host has been just been killing those big blue sewer sewer tuskies, right? Yeah, he has, hasn't he? I, I'd like I need I need a hand from him with that, eh? Because I just I haven't had the the sight fishing success that he has. I've got to I've got to get uh, I've got to level up on that, eh? Yeah, he's uh, he's fucking nailing them by the photos. Yeah, mm. he's a clever fisherman, Bolchi, That's for sure. He's um. He gets into it. He uh, he figures it out himself, and he always seems to find a solution that 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 results in consistency. I admire him for that. Yeah, he's he's good. Yeah, yeah, he, he's a real deal. Yeah, I mean, it must be tough enough getting out in public with everyone thinking you're cranky all the time. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you'd know what that's like, mate. <laughs> yeah, I do, mate. Because I found out the other night. You know what I did catch that was angry? What's that? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just looking oh, for any any point of segue, oh, mate. Yeah, you know? so, sorry, yeah. I just, I thought out, um, out of out of hacking on Andy, mate. I don't want to, you know, uh, yeah, don't want to don't want to bring yeah. that up. You know, it's a sore point. Well, do you want me to throw an, an awkward segue in there? Do you have one? Yeah, I do. Yeah, it, it from one aggressive head to another. I heard you've got a nice mangrove jack the other night, mate. Is that- <laughs> yeah, that was that was. That was yeah, cool. I got my PB mangrove jack. Um, yeah, right. And most Australians know what they are. I know we have a lot of internationalists. I had some people from the states um, commenting on that, asking what it was. And I guess you know, just within for a couple of seconds, I guess I should explain that 
you know, they're they're pretty pretty similar to a mangrove snapper, I guess. But yeah. I don't think mangrove snapper get get as big in the estuaries, they do they? No, they don't. I've, I've caught mangrove snapper, and at that size, well, at, at the size I caught the mangrove snapper, which was just bigger than my hand, mm. is above average hand for a six foot four. By the way, um, yeah, 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 yeah. It's <laughs> it, uh, yeah, yeah. It um, they're 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 fairly similar. They do sort of pull similar, I guess. Um, but yeah, they're now for our American listeners, we call what well, we call a mangrove jack. Um, you know, a jack. A mangrove jack in Australia is is from the same family of fish you guys would recognise as snappers. What you call a, a jack in America is what we call a trevally. So, um, just if there's any confusion, if you if you're reaching for your for your books, yeah, look look at mangrove snapper to to get something compared to our mangrove jack. Um, and yeah, we we don't have any jack crevals or whatever you want to call them over here. We have trevally. Yeah, trevally. Trawali, uh, <laughs> as the as the Gilbertese call it. Yeah, <laughs> that's great, isn't it? Oh, yeah, Trawali. Just here, just hearing that makes me want to go back, and sort of tingling <laughs> the loins. Hey, Trawali. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then where they point with their curved finger. Yeah, because I don't want to. Yeah, it's bad luck yeah. to point with the old finger. Yeah, yeah. So me and uh, me and avid listener Jakey eighty eight or um, Jakey Jakey Cooper went out. We made a plan to hit the um, hit the estuary. Uh, yeah. and, uh, you know, looking, looking at windy, uh, yeah, it doesn't look too bad, I suppose, you know, but, um, that was wrong. <laughs> it was blowing his ring out. We're at the, at the Malulba Coast Guard ramp. Um, I guess I don't care if I give this river away. I mean, good luck to you. This is, this is a bit of a freak fish in there, but, um, um, yeah, we were, we were fishing the Malulba River and, um, uh, it was, I'm not going to give away much more than this actually, but it was blind. It's, it's, um, it's proverbials out, and it was limited to where we could go. The boat ramp was completely empty. It was not a for a, such a busy, busy ramp, and and with like you know, I don't know, arguably what two hundred trailer spaces in it or something like that. It's not often you get there, and and there's not at least a few boats, even in terrible weather. But I get there, and the only boat and trailer in the car park is Jake's. So that should give you an idea of what the weather was like. Yeah. Yeah, well, that that is an indication, man, because that um, people love getting out on the water up there. Yeah. It's, it's a busy waterway. People live so, on it. So yeah. my missus gave me a lift there because, like, our, our daughter was out and about and, and she had to pick her up and it was just um, easy that way. But uh, the reason I tell you that is because I was in the car and I said to the wife, I said, yeah, probably just get out for a casting practice. It's probably not going to be much going on. And it's, um, but, you know, we'll give it a crack, you know. Catch up with Jakey. It's always good spirits with Jakey. He's a positive dude. You know, it's always always fun and hanging out with Jake. And um, he's he's a good fly fisher as well. Um, get out there, and he's been out there for a couple of hours early. He tells me he hooked onto hooked onto the plug that was moving slowly and pulled the hook. And then um, we went for a look around. Found it hard to sort of find somewhere to keep the boat square on to you know look at the sounder because you know we were, we were just looking for a certain type of species. And um, yeah, just sort of um, went to a new spot completely and. Um, yeah, just didn't expect much to happen. Yeah, so I was just um just casting around a fast sink line with a bend back, yeah, wooshka. You know, it's um yeah. So I just got just got smashed, man. That thing ate so hard, so hard, and it went off so fast that it was not a mellow situation at all. It was like what the hell? Just Jakey was excited. I was excited. We didn't know. I had no <laughs> idea what it was because like my previous Jack before that on fly was like you know early forties, and although um. You know, like I only, I only caught one up, at, caught a nice one up at Hinchinbrook. It was probably about that actually. Um, 
that I didn't even think of. But like this thing was just a whole new level to compare to Jacks that size. That's for sure. It was it was fast, aggressive, and just the you know brutal as you know. And um, I, I I like it. You know, I got I got that thing in the net in like you know. Under like oh maybe thirty seconds. I'm sure Jake yeah. could attest to that. Not far away but from that. Thirty seconds. That's outstanding, man. Um. Well, I, had, I was using eight weight. I was using a fast sink line. Like I said, mm. I had I had a leader constructed of about rod length of um you know forty pound butt half and half twenty pound, and I had mm-hmm. a um I had a forty pound shock ticket shock shock tippet about about two hundred mil of that twenty centimeters of that on the right. front as well. Yep. Um. So that's what I was using for a leader. So this fish was around some pretty gnarly structure, like pretty gnarly structure. And all I could think of, I didn't know what it was at the start. I didn't know. I had no idea. Like normally you can eat something eats and like, you'd be able to tell if it was a barra or a trevally or a jewfish or a cod or something like that. But this thing was just, just had speed from hell, you know? And it was, um, it was just so strong. <laughs> and I'm thinking to myself, like, I can't, I cannot risk my fly line. I'm just not going to risk my fly line for any fish. And I realized all I could think of at that time was I had 20, 20 pound leader on 20 pound in my leader. And I knew that I was redlining the shit out of that, man. My, my rod was nearly, nearly flat. Mm-hmm. I mean, I obviously I could snap 20 pound if it was hooked up cause, cause I'm a human, but I mean, you're trying to work to the limits of your gear. And, um, I didn't know what the hell it was, mate. And then, um, then it came up <laughs> And in all the panic, I, I, I yelled at Jakey, Jakey, put the light on it, man. It's, it's come up. It's up on the surface, you know, so I could see where it was mm. so then I could lead it into the net. Yeah. And Jake, put, Jake, puts the, <laughs> Jake puts the deck lights on his boat. So the whole floor just lights up this big – and I just couldn't even see the water. I'm like, where the fuck is it, Jake? Can you see it? He's like, what do you want me to do? I said, get, get your headlamp out, dude. <laughs> just a mad panic, eh? And, um, and then the, that whole energy of that panic, the fish went in the net. The fish came into the boat. We were just like – Oh, boy, look at this thing. What the hell? First thing, Jake, first audible um, uh, sentence that was said was, Jake, he goes, is that your PB, man? I said, fucking oath, man. That's the biggest jack I've ever caught. Look at this thing. You know, but uh, it was pretty cool. But, uh, yeah, it's 58 centimeters. It was um, it was, it was a rig, man. It was, oh, man, that, that is fantastic. I was so stoked for you to, to get that. It looks like a, a solid fish, you know, like it, the shoulders on it, the the width on it's very apparent. Um, you know, I, I can only imagine the energy in the boat when when that thing hit the deck, and even when you're hooked up, like you 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 would have been like your mind would have been racing. What is this? You know? Like, yeah, that's yeah. that that is that is stuck in my mind like that that shock because I I resorted my mind to this was tonight was going to be casting practice at night. You know. Yeah. Although I was fishing it, like I like it was a it was a deliberate spot. Like I mean, I'm, you speak to Jakey, I'm sure he'll tell you that, you know, I, I, we came to this spot and I explained to him that this spot looks good for this reason, you know, and this is the reason why. And then I'm fishing it with a fasting line and keeping my fly, what I believe was like a couple of feet away from the structure, all the way from zero feet of water to to three meters, you know, all the way down a, like a rock face, you know, I guess you could say. Um, so it was um. It was pretty cool, but the best way I could describe it was just like a uh, getting into a blue in a phone booth. That's what it felt like. <laughs> it was so aggressive, man. It was just so aggressive. I'm so addicted. I'm gonna, I'm definitely gonna make some time to get out and, and try and make that happen again. I really like fishing at night. I've said it many times, but no yeah. one at the boat ramp, 
no sun to worry about. The fish are way more active. There's so much light in those rivers and stuff, so much ambient light. You don't even need a moon or anything like mm -hmm. that. You can, you can see everything, you know? Yeah. Wicked. So much fun. Yeah. Yeah. Look, um, dude, I, uh, I, I was lucky enough to speak to you the next day and, um, which was you anyway, anyway. Um, yeah. And it, uh, it was pretty, pretty clear how fucking pumped you were, right? Yeah. Yeah, man. Well, that was, that's, um, two PBs in a row, PB salmon, PB jack. And that jack just, just is outshone. You know, man, I, like I only recently yeah. caught my first permit too. And like, I would, I would put that jack up with that, with that permit. I know some people will be like, Pfft. but man, it's totally different. The jack, the, the, the permit was calculated preparation all the way up to it. And, um, and you know, yeah. you know, knowing kind of that intention of doing that, the jack yeah. was, the, the jack was just like a, like a, like, I wouldn't say a lottery, you know, we knew what we, we knew what we were fishing for, but, um, it was, yeah. um, just just so brutal so fast so brutal and and so it's like getting hit hit from behind or in the back of the head or something and then just yeah mm. <laughs> in that phone booth that's that was it was so <laughs> yeah oh dude that would have been outstanding i, I, I guess what you you mean it, when you're comparing it to the permit would be like the the stoke level that you got from the, the buzz that you got from landing it well going from like completely eyes half shut just going through the motions of casting to just I mean, yeah. you're up on the flats when you're permitting, and you're 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 on high alert. You're looking for something. You know, there's a very good chance that this is going to happen. You know, but so eventually that yeah. wanes, and you're up on a flat. You're staring at sand all day, of course. But um, yeah. But this this is like um, this was at like nine thirty at night, and I'm like, yeah, this is not going to happen. Then all of a sudden, bam, thirty bam. seconds of May. I'm like, how quickly that whole that whole your whole attitude just turns around. Like your heart beats like at, at a full resting rate, and it just starts beating out of your chest it was it was wicked man it's just everything i like about fishing it's great man that's so exciting and you and jakey really get it done eh? not really it's the last time <laughs> I fished, no it's not really we don't we haven't had ex uh, exceptional success i think that's the best thing we've put over the boat since we've been fishing together yeah i'd say oh, it's pretty we, um, fucking good man you know yeah 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 so it's um but man no jake's cool to fish with man he's left-handed which makes it great I'd fish with the devil himself, mate, if he was left-handed, for sure. <laughs> like so Andy good Bockler. fishing with a left-handed left-handed flycaster. Yeah, yeah. Would you include Andy Bockler in that? <laughs> oh, no, no. I get. Uh, I should say any time I get to be up the front of the boat, I should say. Oh, okay. No, no, yeah. not true. No, no Andy's, Andy was Andy was um, really good to fish with for me in uh, in my formative years of um, of fly fishing, that's for sure, because he was left-handed. It afforded me a lot of opportunity, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah, no, it is pretty, pretty cool when you you can go right left as a combo because you can work that same bank, you know, one up the back, one up the front. Yeah, um, you never have to back cast at all. Like you just swap ends. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Eh? That's it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That really leads that's us cool. onto a, a, an obvious innuendo, but let's just leave that alone. <laughs> Don't know what you mean, man. No, yes. I, I wouldn't think you would, man. Yeah, yeah, but that's not that's not uh, you know a, a slight go at um of your intelligence mate it's just just it's a more of a reflection on your good nature than anything else yeah yeah that's it yeah i'm well and a good natured very well, well, yeah oh sorry mate please please keep telling us about how good natured you are <laughs> sort of like a labrador yeah 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 very trustworthy very vanilla yeah. yeah yeah what do you think some of your key features are um well, like a Labrador, it'd be 
loyalty to its uh, mm. to its to its friends. Yeah, you know? yep. yeah. Even when they're a blind bastard with a walking cane, and yeah. yeah, yeah. No, I understand. Bad if, taste. Mm. Yeah, no, I understand. Yeah, well, no, well, not really, mate. Labradors are very. If you could bring anyone back from the past, mate, to fish with, who would it be then? From the past, or, that, do or, they have to be? Or a would you prefer to lick your own bum, like as a dog, Labrador, or something? No. Yeah, don't know, I, mate. It's a segue of the show we probably shouldn't be taking, mate. No one's really interested in who you'd be bringing back to life to fish with. Let's face it. Let's have a show of hands. Yeah, I didn't think so. <laughs> Everyone cool in question, the studio though. here. Sorry, yeah. what? It's a cool question, though. Who would you bring back to life to fish with? Um, The Terminator. The Terminator. Well, yeah. you could just go forward in time, remember? Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's a yeah, bad yeah. example. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, let's leave it there. Anyway. All right, mate. Well, look, you know, the, the, the thing that I want to really get the nitty gritty is, is um, I want I want to delve into your sick note as to why you're away. I want to know what was going on. Well, I want to share with the listeners what was going on because you had a, um, a, pretty, a pretty epic trip, mate. So you've been away for the last, what is it, 10 days? Did you go for 10 days? Um, yeah, yeah, it was about 10 days. Um, okay. Well, yeah, okay. Well, about 10 days is a good enough answer here for the intermediate line. We're not here to, we're not here for exact numbers. No, you know, no one's, no one's interested in that. Um, so, you know, I guess I want to prelude the, uh, the next series of questions by letting the listeners know that you were away in a location, uh, that is considered to be far North Queensland. Yeah, that's right. Is it? <laughs> far North. Well, that's an interesting thing. I I think Far North starts uh, about Townsville, right? Um, right, because there is there's North Queensland and Far North Queensland. Is that right? Yeah, and then Central Queensland, and then yep, yeah, Southeast uh, Queensland, Southeast Queensland. The the question of Western you, Queensland, I believe. Western Queensland, yeah. What's out there for fishing? Uh, Blackall, you know what's at Blackall? What? Blackall. <laughs> 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 Can't believe you just let me let me straight into that one. I couldn't oh, leave it alone, mate. Yeah, it I know. Like... Yeah, that's an ultimate dad joke, mate. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So, okay. So you're in North Queensland, then. It'd be fair enough to say, yeah. right? So basically, uh, no. and I'm not being I'm not being evasive here, but I've you know I I have fished um, and would fish on on this particular trip anywhere between Serena and. And Townsville, um, and okay. you know, if I had to n needed to go further and go up to the city, I've been lucky enough to be going up there for a bit. Um, and, yep, yep. You know, fished a bit of those, a few of those, but not all, all of them. I want to, you know, eventually have fished most of those flats up there. But um, yeah, totally get it, mate. Yeah, totally um, get it. we'll get, we'll get into that like a little bit, little yeah. bit later on there, mate. You know, like you wouldn't want you wouldn't want an interviewer to to interview an experienced interviewer and have that interviewee burn all the questions that that interviewer had set up, would you? You know, I know, I know. It's my pet hate as an interviewer is when the interviewee just runs ahead. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Lucky that I've got such a uh, a guest here that's uh, understandable and has can put themselves in my shoes yet refuses to. Yeah, yeah. Pick up on the cues and pull it up. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we might just say a safe word. How about every now and then, if I mention Gibraltar, you know, to shut the hell up and let me That's just. I got a question. Word. I like it. it's such a strong word, Gibraltar. Let's just yeah, run yeah. with that. Yeah, yeah. And if you get really, really far away, I'll be like, bloody hell, bolt, bolts by the pits of Gibraltar. That's Would you just calm down? 
<laughs> yeah, man. I'll, I'll run with that. Let's go. All right. So, okay. So what we've established is that you've been away yeah. and that you've been in, in North Queensland, not far North Queensland, yeah. somewhere between Victoria and Papua New Guinea. Correct. Yes. Right? Yes. Okay. Well, we'll get into that a little bit more. But um, so this trip that you take, mate, um, you had um, company with this, right? So you were up there with a um, with some sort of a familiar, yeah, um, some sort of um, yeah, some sort of uh, confidant, yeah. Is that what's the best way to describe this um, this company? Like um, some sort of he's a good mate mate of mine. Yeah, I fish with him a fair bit. Um, He's not a lefty. But yep. he um, he understands the dichotomy required if we're fishing out the same side of the boat. Um, that's a that's a good thing, you know. Unscripted, we were talk. You talked about the left right combination, how how easy it is, um, and another way around that, you know. That Kyle, I, I get. I feel like I'm burning this, but um, no, mate, you're right. You just you just you just truck on ahead, mate. Yeah. I'm just going to get a coffee. Yeah. So so Kyle and I fish together a fair bit, and. There's two reasons for that. We've, you know, got similar similar uh, interests, but you know, I f- sort of feel like, you know, like you and Jakey, we fish well together, and um, and the, um, you know, we 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 know when it's appropriate to cast. But we, this is you know a dedicated sight fishing fishing uh, trip. So, you know, typically a, a rule would be, you know, if somebody's uh, up the the front, they have they have the right away and or the first option on the shot, you know, and it's pretty quickly apparent if it's in a spot that's bad for the guy at the front, the guy down the back is, is able to, um, you know, just take the shot and it's, there's no bad blood, you know, there's very rarely a cross line too. So it's all good, mate. Yeah. Okay. So you, for each other after a while. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you're saying to me that you've done a personality test on this inverted commas mate is the way you describe this relationship and you've based the, um, the, uh, You've based this the skill set on the ability to not cross swords, to use your words, yeah, <laughs> and and, um, and that there's no bad blood. So you guys have had a test, is that what you're saying? Well, it just you don't need a test, mate. You know, you just you just you do just what's know. wrong. You know, you just sort of if you wouldn't like somebody doing something to you, you don't do it to them. You know, mm, and, just being and, a good human. That's correct, mate. That's so that's you, the goal. Yeah. So so together in the company of this of this mate, Kylo. You yeah. guys, you guys, you know, reflect these others, per, others' personalities to show the rest of the world that you guys are just good people. Yep. Well, we don't want to show. We don't care what the rest of the world thinks. It just works for us, mate. You know. Seems that seems quite rebellious. We don't care what the rest of you guys think. <laughs> it's a little little bit of two pack there, isn't it? Fuck the yeah. world. Yeah. Yeah. But, as long um, as, as long as me and Kyle know that we're good humans, that's the main <laughs> thing. Do you yeah. do you reaffirm that on the boat you find like on a on a remote flat where you can barely make out land? You turn around and say, hey, Kyle, and he says, What's that, Volts? You feel like you're a good human right now, bro? Yeah, you when we fist like pump that? and that's it. You know, it's like, yeah, man, fucking mm. good humans. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Do you keep yeah. checking every now and then? Like, you know, like you'll be in the shower watching his back, you'd be like, Kyle, what's up, bro? <laughs> you feel like a good human right now? <laughs> no, nah, we don't like that together, man. Yeah. Oh, okay. Just pass. Yeah. Yeah, no, I just, no, it's just it's fishing. It's ten days away, man. It's got to be an intimate, intimate trip, you know, to be like, because you guys drive up there too, right? Yeah, of course. How else are you going to get up there? That's a good question, man. I think most people would have skipped over that logistics issue there, you know. So it's a good <laughs> point to talk about. 
Um, yeah. And I guess we're not going to talk about how long it takes to get there because that would probably give away as to where you were. And I know that you're trying to be respectful of the uh, locals up there, which we'll get into soon in regards to that. Okay. So, so we won't talk about that, but it is a lengthy trip, right? It's 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 a sort of trip that most people would probably spend the time to camp somewhere in a in a in a single tent or something like that, for example, or you know, I don't know, something like that, like each, of course, but just a pup tent on the side of the road, like a swag. But you didn't. Well, no, we just, you can party like that if you want, man. We just no, no, I'm not, not making any yeah. any any assumptions at all, mate. I was just figured that like you pack light, you know, and um. And like you're not gonna you're not gonna take a like a tent that you'd fish in a week just to pull up on the side of the road and have a camp, you know? Oh yeah. No. Yeah. No. You know? So no. it's um so there's yeah, so what I'm getting at is that I mean, let's focus on the issue here is the fact that you drove all the way through in anticipation, which is um uh, I find when I go on long drives like that for a fishing trip, the trip there can be like, Are we there yet? But the trip back feels like it's five times as long. How do you manage that? How do you manage that feeling is what I meant to say. Well, do you get that feeling? So you 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 feel like the, the trip home is longer than the trip there? Hell well, yeah. I sort of get the opposite, eh? Do you? Yeah, man. That's an interesting like thing. I, I wanted to reword my question as I was saying it to ask you if that's how you feel it, but let's go there. <laughs> I don't know. It, it feels like the anticipation makes the trip feel longer than the, the disappointment that, you know, it's um, for us it's an annual thing that, um, you know, might be, you know, another sort of uh, 12, you know, 11 and a half or 12 months till we're on the cusp of that, that journey again, man. So, yeah. Well, maybe maybe this might be a good way to put, put it into perspective for people. Can I ask you then, how long did it take, how long did it, how long did it feel like it took to get there, knowing full well that the trip there takes longer for you, and how long did it feel like driving back? And that might be too much of a clue that you want it then you want to give away because i know you're not going to give away the how long it actually took because we're talking about how long it felt for you right so um do you feel comfortable with answering that vaults it didn't feel long long for me because i fell asleep hey eh? i had um... <laughs> you sure you two are mates <laughs> he loves telling everyone that i'm sure i'm sure if uh if you're talking to him it yeah yeah vaults fucking slept the whole time which is a lie a, you are a shit co-pilot dude like come on like poor kyle Probably had his eyes hanging out, you know, and you're like, yeah, dude, I just had this wicked dream about catching duskies. Sick. He's like, whatever, <laughs> whatever, dude. I've been awake for X and many hours. Yeah, he's he's young, mate. He doesn't uh, doesn't need sleep yet. He's been unburdened by uh, responsibilities and <laughs> um, it just doesn't bother him, mate. He just goes through. So God. good. Yeah. So you are fishing with the Terminator. You don't need to bring him back from the dead. <laughs> yeah, no, he, he goes all right, young Kyle. He, he hasn't been he hasn't been ground down by life like I have yet. So. <laughs> ground nine, ground down to a six foot wide stump. Yeah, yeah, six well, foot high though, right? Yeah, yes, yeah, it's, it's pretty cubic. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> all right, yeah. So, so we have established that uh, you know you're away for approximately ten days, which you know I know you want to be a little bit cagey about in regards to that as well. Like, so let's let's say between anywhere between six to fourteen days, right? <laughs> yeah. No, I don't mind telling people. Um, oh man, it would have been one, two, three, four. We probably had nine days of fishing. How's that mm. sound? Yeah. Yeah. Nine days of fishing, two days of travel? No. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but the travel sort of through the night. So 
but you yeah. were fishing on the day you arrived, right? So you drove you drove through whatever time you started, it involved you driving through the whole night. Yeah, yeah. We stopped the first place we stopped was most of the most of the way to where we were going. Um the first stop I'll tell you was was Peter Faust Dam. And so, um, we want to talk about that later on in the interview, mate. Okay. Yep. But you can talk about I mean, by all means expand on what that meant as being part of your travel day. Yeah, yeah. So obviously most places you go, depending on where you're staying, but you know, if you're staying at any sort of organized accommodation, you can't check in till, you know, at least two o'clock in most places. Um and um so, you know, if you're if you're gonna go fishing, you know, during the day, obviously uh the other thing we you know given that we'd driven through the night we didn't want a want a big day but yeah we we um just chose something um pretty easy and most of the way to our destination mm. on the um you know just for for a quick half day there so yeah uh and that that's an area that that particular dam like we're just we're just getting to know um you know we've seen a lot of stuff on on youtube about where to go and what to do um, we'll, we'll get into that a little bit later on yeah. the interview. Yeah, right. But by all means, feel free to talk about what it meant to be travelling all day and then fishing that spot. Um, yeah, just sort of. <laughs> I'm interested. Well, I, I, can I ask you a question in regards to that, though, if you don't yeah, mind? Yeah, um, no, man. Um, yeah, I'm going to be specific here. Like, what's the – like, you know, I just mentioned that with this when I was fishing with Jakey that, uh, you know, I wasn't expecting too much because of the conditions, you know, it was just, you know – wasn't I was resorting myself to casting practice and and just 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 you know being out in the water you know yep um is that what the feelings like on the like after you travel you know like again we can't divulge but anywhere between six to twenty six hours drive yeah like, I mean are you are you getting on the water just eyes hanging out of your head and just going you know what we're here it's it's convenient to be on the water whatever happens happens and if you didn't get anything which I don't know yet um. Yep. You know, like, is it yeah. a big deal to you? That's definitely the mindset um, because we 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 just want to sight fish, right? So, from that point of view, you need to you need to have your head in the right place. Um, you need to be able to concentrate. You need need to be able to um, be clear. But yeah, when you when you get there, it's definitely well for me. I ended up sleeping from, for a lot of that trip, so I was I was reasonably sharp. Um, I suffered from this problem where. The night before I go somewhere, I'm so excited I have trouble sleeping. So the night before, I only had three hours sleep. Um, yeah, I know, I know. I love my fishing, man. <laughs> and, and and Kyle can just sleep like a log, can he? The night before. No, he can't sleep much either. But um, he can stay awake longer because you know, no kids. Because he's, he's young. Yeah, yeah no kids. Yeah. Life has <laughs> not ground him down yet. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, but we get there and we're having a. You know, we we just want to sight fish. We that that actually makes us simplifies our um our decision making criteria a lot. And and obviously, you know, like if you're if you're in the first session anywhere after you know after a journey, you're you're fucking on point. You know, you're mm. you're that excited to be on the water. Um, neither of us had fished for a couple of weeks beforehand. Um, before that, so yeah, but it was um. Yeah, we, we had our we had our fishing groove ready to go. Put it that way. Okay, so the, stopping off at that location to fish on the first day was um, was somewhat of an exercise of just you know getting the, getting the nerves out. You know, getting get just getting the casting arm warmed up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was a good it was good from that point of view as a 
as a good opener. Um, so yeah, it, plus it's something that neither us, like I said, had done much before. So there's that that angle too. Like you, you're trying to absorb as much. You're trying to, you know, observe. You're trying to calculate, think about, you know, what's happening, what's not happening, um, you know, and, and trying to trying to make a success out of it. So mm. yeah, and we, um, like I said, we made that that decision that we were only going to sight fish. Uh, so that that made things a lot a lot simpler. I can I can talk about that later on if you want. Yeah, sure, mate. Let's yeah. um let's circle back to to the to the prep, mate. Did you as the as the guy whose boat it was? Do you feel as though um you know you had a lot more on your plate? I mean, you definitely. I, I, actually, this question is a stupid question. I was going to ask you would add a lot more on your plate than, than Kyle. That's for sure. But let's leave the boat out of it. How yeah. much? Because you. Because uh, you've been up here, you've done this trip a few times. Um, yeah. um, how much is your prep getting less and less? Like, how much prep do you do you put in for this? Well, that's Leave the boat out. You know, we, yeah. we already talked about Des Troy and how good Min Repairs is and and how they helped you out because they're he's just a fucking legend. But is, you know, yeah. we we know we we don't have to give Des that much uh, more airtime right now. Although you know, it's easy to. Um, yeah. But let's just leave it because because both of you guys have got probably. Well, you got a similar prep. Are you guys talking about your prep? Are you guys like, you know, I'll bring this, you bring this, and then we'll have the variety. Are you sharing the prep, if you know what I'm saying? Uh, yes. So most of that is boat-related. You know, bring a spare battery, you bring a charger, I'll bring two. That sort of thing, you know what I mean? So, um, Well, let's leave the boat out of it. Yeah, I mean, so I mean, just like, like you bring crabs and I'll bring shrimps. You know, you bring a floating line, I'll bring a sinking line. Are you guys sharing the fishing prep or are you guys – prepping in secret from one another like tournament fish shows no there's no there's no secrets between us um you guys are good and, mates yeah yeah but yeah. we'll each we'll each be self-sufficient for for flies um yep, and okay having said that though like uh we've we've both um we've both pinched flies off each other for sure mm -hmm. so <laughs> the old hey mate can i borrow you know a brown crab for example that was hot hot item one year yeah, um, and and one one of us had them, and and I didn't. So yeah, there's a bit of bowling <laughs> going on. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, right, okay. Yeah. So, uh, uh, is is Kyle tying? Are you are you tying? Because I know Dylan gave you a big swag of flies, right? I got you got a, got a big swag of flies off Dylan, I should say. Yeah, yeah, he um, yeah, I got I got some uh, some tan shrimps, uh, which. I have been. I think I told, we discussed last year. I I actually went up and fished almost one outfit and one uh, one fly, as in one type of fly, mm. the whole the whole time. Um, and that theme sort of continued. Like a, it's just an amazing, like a realistic tan shrimp um, is uh, is just dynamite in a lot of situations. Uh, you know, for sight fishing, the sort of flats fish, and even this year we. Um, we had some red hot sessions, just literally dredging with them too. Um, but yeah, yeah, Dill Dill ties uh, ties a good um, a good brown crab and uh, and and a deadly uh, shrimp. And I know those those tan. And we actually actually threw tan. I threw pink. Um, so yeah, I was a bit more diverse in my um, in my fly choices this year, but still fairly limited. Um, mm. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, de deadly fly. Dill ties a nice fly. Eh? He would have fished that with a bit of confidence, and I believe that they're hand tied too. <laughs> I often wonder about that. You know, where 
<laughs> Where did you come up with his name, Hand Tied? I, I know when we had him on, we we cheated him about that a bit, but <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, I I couldn't remember that. That's actually a bit foggy. I, I sort of focus on those moving rocks and and how he's feeling now. You know. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> but uh, so, yeah, yeah no, nah, man. Well, that's that's Sweet. cool, man. You had a fair bit of success with that. That's for sure. Because yeah. I've seen some of the some of the photos, and you released one today, which we'll um. I noticed that a few of the other comments are um, uh, leading towards previous trends of you know realizing that you know you'll you'll do a slow trickle of this and today we we witnessed a, a proper blue steel. <laughs> yeah, I've been working on blue steel, mate. He's, yeah, uh, I've had him in the in the back, the back uh, back pocket in the development for a little while. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it wasn't ready to release last year. Right? You were working uh, on it last year, right? Yeah, two things I was working on: blue steel and and. Yeah, turn and left. Yeah, yeah. Voltslander. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, that's me, man. Yeah, yeah, Fuck. yeah, man. It's, uh, that was the first thing I noticed. I noticed Steve Kirkham got on there and wrote the same thing. I was I was nice enough to send it through private message and thought I won't I won't highlight this. I'll just um be pretty keen to see if others pick up on it. And Steve did. Good on you, Steve. Good work. Yeah, mate. I actually had a PM from a hater too. I'm going to say that offensively. Um, no, it wasn't a hater. It was just a, a mate having a crack. Yeah, literally blue steel. Can't you know? Whoops, did I said that. You know, Who was that, yeah. mate? No, don't worry. And he's um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's good. So yeah, I'll tri- I'll trickle the photos out, mate. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> when I get to them. So um, you've seen some of those other things. Uh, there's some exciting stuff coming, eh? So, yeah, man. Um, some yeah. wicked, some crazy good fish going. It's going to be, uh, it's going to be. So this could be your best visually, aesthetically pleasing trip yet. <laughs> the sad thing is, I realised I, um, I was looking through some photos. Still got a heap from last year I haven't put up. But anyway, <laughs> just blend them in, dude. <laughs> Seamless, yeah, yeah. Hmm. There's, there's a few carp in there as well from another trip, and that would be fucking obvious. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I don't. I don't think. Yeah. I don't think there's too many people left that are chrono- chronologically organising or your um or uh, diarising your events. I think you'll be right to throw a couple of carp in there, mate. Yeah. Yeah. Cool, mate. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Would that would that be like a uh, a ghostwriter or a, a biographer, right? Uh, like a maybe a photographic biographer. I don't know. Yeah. Not important. Um, <laughs> So listen, mate. Um, yeah, I got a question for you, you know, because we've been so far, we've been pretty cagey in regards to where you've been. Yeah. You know, I'm gonna, I'm sort of gonna go off off plan a little bit here and, and ask you a little bit of a philosophical question in regards to that. Yeah. Do you think it's Do you think it's ethical to expand on on where you went, or not? Um, I don't, well, I don't for a couple of reasons. All right. Um. Mm. Uh, I don't expand on. I don't give too much information publicly about it because you know I've got. Um, first of all, I'm selfish. Um, that's one reason. Second of all, and this is in no particular order, by the way. Uh, second of all, I've got. I've I've been fortunate enough to make a, a really good network of of mates and contacts in these areas, um, and you know this is their their backyard. Um, and I'm really respectful of that. I've seen firsthand in other situations where, where mates have had their their spots sort of overloved on social media and, you know. Overloved. Some, <laughs> you know, I haven't you know, heard such an appropriate term since I heard Chicken Lover on South Park. <laughs> <laughs> it's great, man. Overloved spots, yeah. Yeah, you know, so there's that. And thirdly, um, 
I don't think you're actually doing anyone a favour by spoon feeding them. Um, and the reason for that is they they don't get, get the whole experience. You know, like, I'm sure you might have that iconic fish you're dying to catch, you want to tick off your box, you know. But if, if, you, if you give someone the, listen, mate, go here, do that at this time, use this fly, you know, if they catch something, is it going to be that special to them? Did they overcome everything they, they thought? Is it going to be everything they thought it would be? Or alternatively, they don't, it doesn't work for whatever reason. Mm. Um, then you look like a, like a, you know, a shit cunt. So, you know, like you've given them a bad, a bad tip. So, uh, you know, I, I just think there's limited value in, in that sort of thing. So, yeah. That, that's where I'm at with that. I, I think there's a lot more to be – the journey is a lot richer when um, when you work these things out for, you know, for yourself. And I've been in a position where I would have cra- I've craved for someone to tell me, for example, the where and whens of, of dewy fishing or, or, you know, threadfin fishing or, you know, mangrove jack fishing or something like that. Like, Seems you know, that, and, pertinent, but keep going. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's right. But, you know – and I've been fortunate that people have taken me under their wing and, you know, literally put me on those things at times. And, you know, to be honest, that's what I needed. And it, and it felt great. You know, I certainly appreciated, appreciated that. Um, but you know, that you got to pick and choose where you, you know, you feed the ibis, if you know what I mean. Um, but yeah. you know, I'm particularly mindful of, um, of, of, you know, people who, who actually, you know, live there. It's their, it's what they like to do, and um, uh, you know th- these things can be over over loved, as, you know, to use to use that term. And I wouldn't yeah. do that, you know, just out of respect. It's not the right thing to do. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I totally understand. Look, it's yeah. um, it seems to be a, a modern thing that people feel a self of entitlement to to know where you've been. But I guess it's a it's a particularly this well. In many situations, it's a it's a, um it's a double edged sword because like if you were to to give those people that felt entitled enough to simply ask and receive for where you were, you know you're impacting the people that um that have put the yards in and um and similarly, if you were asked where you were based on your own uh, exploration, um, yeah. well then you know like I guess you know you, you're um. You might have you might have found something that's in in limited supply, and then right then there you cut your chances in half by sharing it, and risk cutting it even further by that person sharing it as well. So, yeah, you know I think um I think I think it's all right, Volts. I think it's fine that you like you don't feel the feel comfortable um, divulging this. I know that if I was in that position to have given you information based on my local knowledge. You know, I would make that decision carefully as to who I gave it to. I wouldn't give it yeah. away freely, that's for sure. And I'd be mindful of the risk involved as to w- whether the buck stops with you, so to speak. You know, so yeah, yeah. I think that I think that shows a good good um a good bit of character. And like we mentioned earlier, to circle back onto it, just being a good human. You know, Do, you know, like and I'm guessing you would have checked with Kyle as well out on the boat at some stage that I think this stance is us being good humans, bro. High five. <laughs> Fist pump, man. Yeah. Fist pump. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. There, there's that. I, I think you use the term on another topic about responsible stewardship. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, it's not it's not just virtue signalling. You know, we, we've all, we can all do our best. We can always put our best foot forward in these situations. 
Um, you know, and yeah, I, I, I just think, I think that's the way that we can, um, we can respect where we go and, and maybe, you know, um, other people will respect that. And, you know, if you're ever visiting one of these areas, you know, somewhere new, you'll be able to identify, you'll have a fair idea who's who. And, and, you know, if, if, if it's evident that you're, you're not, you know, an abuser of information, then they might choose to, to share, to share, um, you know, a few, a few locations or, or maybe, you know, the, where, the, the hows and whys rather than the wheres and whens. Mm. So, yeah, that's, um, yeah, well, I guess that's a, that's a, that's a hard thing for people, excuse me, people to uh, assess, you know, if you're an abuser of information, I guess the first thing that would be a dead set giveaway from my point of view is, um, someone you barely know saying, Hey bro, where'd you catch that? Yeah. <sighs> That's not gonna. That's not gonna fly with a lot of people, you know. I think. Um. I think I do know some people that would um take great pleasure in throwing out a wild red herring to those people, just as a bit of a fuck you, you know. <laughs> you know. How dare you ask me that? Yeah, dude. I, I um I caught that in the water. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. That's not. I mean, obviously not that 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 outrageous, but I mean, some people. I've spoken to some people like, yeah, man. Some some this dude contacted me off the internet. I caught that fish and, um. You know, I, I gave some GPS coordinates to the to the local duck ponds for those queen fish, you know, so to speak, or or, <laughs> <laughs> or something yeah. like that. You know, and I think it's uh I think it's interesting to watch people get upset about that too. Like, but I'm but what do you mean you're not going to tell me where to go? I'm just just looking to get some help. Help me out. Yeah. You know. So you know, I'm guess I'm betting that most of those people who showed you around probably probably took a lot of the, lot of the um time that we talk about on this show as far as exploration and um. And just eating shit for a while to to work out some sort of consistency. So it's a privilege to be showing that stuff. And and again, to circle back to 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 my reply to your reply to my question that you replied to, but then I replied to. I mm. think it's um I think it's a good thing, mate. It's a good approach. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm signing off on it. <laughs> Thank you for your approval. No yeah. worries, mate. It's got the stamp of <laughs> stamp of Adams. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah, mate. That's um. I appreciate your approval. It's good. I feel like I'll sleep well tonight. You know. That's because yeah. you're a good human, bro. High five. <laughs> 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 Listen, good person. I've got another question for you, right? All right. So um, you know, I did talk about that. You guys, I did talk about. I did ask a question earlier. I should say about you guys prepping up in unison. You know, and and talking together and making sure you guys have either got something the other one doesn't or whatever, and you replied in saying that, um, you know, you guys pack uh, and prepare individually, although you guys will, be you know, share um, out in the boat or whatever. Yeah. We, we didn't really hit on anything else but flies, but what about um, what about your quiver? Like, did you guys, were you guys packing, both packing the same same heat, you know, with, with, your, with your tackle? Yeah, yeah, that's... Um... <laughs> I hope no one comes into the podcast right then and there, mate, for your sake. <laughs> Packing heat, yeah. We uh, both. Uh, do you want me to go in detail? We both what we took in terms of we both took twelve weights, ten weights, nine weights. You are so let's let's continue. Yep, let's do yeah. that. So you can. I don't care what you talk about in regards to that, man. The, the question's open. You're yeah. a good human. You know. You know what you're doing. Yeah. So we 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 ended up probably through a process of parallel evolution. You know, like we, you know, um, we know what what flies or 
what we you know what flies want to throw in what which situations what we're likely to encounter mm. the best tool, tools for the job um we've ended up fairly similar in terms of um you know 10 weight rod roughly for crabs 10 uh, nine weight rod for um for um uh shrimps um for for a limited amount of barrel work that we do um i probably prefer a another 10 weight rod um uh, hang on another 10 weight rod or the same 10 weight rod no well i carry two yep okay so, yeah um so two nines two tens um seven and a 12 and kyle just prefers a 12 for the um for the barrel flies so yeah um yeah. He'll, he'll get better with experience i'm sure <laughs> can't beat those grains man for, uh. for out there for first searching patterns ah uh. He Brain. did really well yeah. last year with a um, one of your game changers, actually. I think it was that six-inch green-looking thing. Yeah, man, he's a legend, mate. He does really yeah. well, you know? Goes good, man. Um, yeah. So, Brain's yeah. other go. I think that's <laughs> – he's, he's got a shirt that says that, doesn't it? Like a green shirt, green grain. I don't know, man. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, okay. So, uh, okay, so, yeah, right. So, oh, sorry, have you – what yeah, about yeah, reels, so man? Did. Uh, for reels, no. Well, there's actually we we both have a similar um, taste in nine weights. We got we're using um, hatch seven pluses. Uh, we both like floating lines with intermediate tips for the majority of presentations. I, I prefer the fifteen foot intermediate tip. He he prefers an old school nine foot intermediate tip. Um, the yeah. So uh, unless there's a specialised uh, situation like um, this year, we actually weighted a, a flat, um, you know, which was a maximum of thigh deep. Uh, so you know, so thigh deep on six foot four is probably you know two and a half, three, three foot. <laughs> you know, there's a sex, there's a part there where I started to think to myself, I've got to cater to the audience here, and if um, and if I don't bring up that it was thigh deep on Kyle and, and chest deep on you, there's going to be some pretty uh, upset people, eh? <laughs> But I think it's I think it's good that you got in there first, yeah. man, and told the truth too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you got to set these things straight. You yeah, know, if, you, if you're going to have the, a, hey, I was going to say, yeah, often the biggest guy in the room is nicknamed Tiny. You know, so people need to know That's that right. when they read these sledges on Volsi online. You know, but um, yeah, it's it's, a, it's an ironic sledge. Yeah, it's 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 massively ironic. I, I mm. don't I don't get it myself, but I just got to laugh along. Absolutely, yeah. mate. Yeah. So this year I fished um. Uh, floating line because you know that was relatively new to us waiting that that particular flat and um that that was a cool approach um and you know having that stuff handy is good but yeah i fished um fished 15 foot intermediate tip the majority of the fishing uh including pelagics and tuna and and that so yeah pelagics are they anything like pelagics yeah pelagics 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 <laughs> yeah sure. pelagics yeah so did you say pelagics I don't know, man. P P. Okay, yeah, cool. Sorry, I was um I was scrolling on my device at the time when you said that, and I I yeah I must have yeah, just bit scratched. Yeah, 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 yeah. So listen, man. Uh, you know, like I mentioned earlier, I think I brushed over earlier about um how long, how many how long you've been going up there for. I'm not sure if expanded on it, but um, has things changed uh with time from since the first time you went up there? Actually, well, yeah, you're right. I've been going there, oh, man, on and off. Like, um, I've had, you know, romantic holidays with my missus up there over the years. Um, but fishing holidays, 
probably last 10 years and particularly um, there's a few years gap in between a few of them there due to life events like kids and, and whatever and other stuff. Um, so, but yeah, th- how things change. Yeah, there's there's little changes each year with regards to, to the fishing. Um, you know, um, I'll, go, I'll circle back onto that later. Off the water, it's amazing, you know, if, if you see a town regularly but not that often, if that makes sense. Um, you know, uh, the, it sort of pulses with regards to, you know, what's happening. Um, you know, tourism-centric towns have, have certainly felt felt a bit of a pinch, you know, through COVID. Um, and, you know, if a town's been hit by a cyclone somewhere along the line too, it, you know, that can affect the look and feel of the town, the availability of uh, amenities and, and uh and that yeah so um and it might that mightn't sound like it affects fishing directly and it, and it probably doesn't but it, it can affect your your time on the water and and how you feel about things in terms of um you know availability of services and food and stuff like that so you're you're a nostalgic beast aren't you <laughs> yeah <laughs> remember remember the day yeah yeah um, but yeah when it comes fishing changes uh can change a lot um, you know, obviously, uh, some flats, you know, in, to, to us, the reasons why they change might make sense. Like some, some become silted up or dirty or, or, you know, grow a, a level of weed in, in some spots, you know, they're a dynamic ecosystem. They change over time. So one of the, the things that I find changes, say the most is, um, Popul- what, what you'll find on a fish, like the population of them. And, and one of the, let's say canaries in a coal mine, because it indicates, you know, a canary in a coal mine is there to indicate the health of the place. I'm not sure what these do. I'm sure people get get the uh, parallel there, mate. The parallel. But, you know, some those species of bastards, greys and browns, like it's funny, some years you'll see heaps, some years you'll see none or hardly any, you know. And um, What do you think that's an indication of? I don't know. I, I really don't know, mate. The, I, I wouldn't say, you know, flat health, but, you know, who fucking knows, man? Like, it, it could be... But it is an indication of something, right, wouldn't you say? Well, it, yeah, it could be a... They don't just disappear. Like, they've just gone somewhere else. Is there some mm. sort of migration? Is there is there some key part of their, their biology we don't understand that's caused them to move en masse to somewhere else or if so where is that place or is it just in deep water or or were we just blind this year you know were they there in numbers and we just didn't see them because the the water was dirty or you know the sun was bad when they're up on the flats who fucking knows you know maybe they went left we went right yeah that's what i'm I'm thinking it could be something to do with their namesake just being fucking bastards yeah it's it just seems strange that they're the species that that seems to happen to the most, particularly greys. Mm. The brown, the browns are a little bit, um, you know, they're a little more likely to be structure oriented. And to be honest, where we go, uh, they're probably one of the most common flat species usually. But this year, they we didn't see many, and their behaviour was a bit different. So, um, and I've got my own theory on that later. Um, mm. You know, it's more to do with the weather. But yeah, yeah, fair enough, mate. So with finding, like, you know, like, I mean, you've got a very short time to understand the behaviour of these um, 
of these fish you know like they're kind yeah. of flats like you might not find them like as you said you might find a, a different flat in the same geographical location yeah. uh, that being uh, you know might be more like you said silted or weeded up or what have you mm. um does it you know so you gotta you got uh, you've got to what i'm leading towards is you've got to spend some time in a short time allocation to discover where these fish have now ended up Yes. So I would, I would assume there would be some positives to um to bribing the locals. And what do you bribe them with? <laughs> uh, I don't know. I'd... Sorry, let me let me re rephrase that. Do you bribe the locals? No. And what do you use to bribe them with? I'm very appreciative of their health uh, help, but I've uh, and health, of course. <laughs> Short of a few beers and some bad jokes, I, I don't know what they see in me, mate. But um, <laughs> <laughs> but you got to. I don't know. We just take the attitude of, of we've just got to find an option that works. If you know, if option A is shut down, you know, option B, you know, C or D, you know, needs to work. So um, you know, we probably construct our day. You know, when we're fishing early, particularly earlier in a trip, you know, doing a lot of recon, moving around, um, you know, seeing what might work or what's what's looking good what's looking bad you know um because that does change over time like you know I'm, I'm thinking of a couple of spots in particular have been absolute you know tusky magnets one year and then the next just complete deserts and no yeah. apparent reason why you know like uh it's it just sort of um it, it puzzles me um and the more i fish the more questions i have uh, I've actually feel dumber sometimes uh, after being on a trip than beforehand. So, do, do you do you think that like you know that feeling of 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 feeling dumber after coming off the water is is more of a result of, of overthinking? Uh yeah, it it could be, mate. Yeah, you you can definitely suffer from analysis paralysis. You know, you you're desperately grabbing at everything you see, all these observations, trying to pull a pull a thread together that's going to turn it around for you the next time you fish and you come up with some theories you know oh, next time i'm going to present you know this fly over there and do this and and it either works or sometimes it doesn't um but that's and, after you've found fish you know so you yeah. know i guess guess one of the things i find interesting is you know if you weren't to consult the locals or let's say you did and and most times we fit well a lot of times we're fishing not most times um you know like even if you've got local knowledge you've got to be you know quick to act on your feet so to speak you know so if you're in that position where a local has gone here go go here and you find mm. it's a it's a desert for whatever reason that no one can explain how do yep. you choose the next flat to go to well that's interesting because that that's sort of what's happened on our last last full day we we were um we got hit by uh a, a wrong weather report a wrong weather report um, I, knew, I knew what you were saying, man. Yeah. And um, so we basically, um, we had, you know, you know how it's said option A, B, C, D. Um, well, we actually, we uh, we needed an option E, F and G. And, um, and we had to travel into the teeth of this wind and we found it. Um, and, you know, the, the good, the really cool thing about this was we, you know, we nutted up, we... Um, we uh, we travelled to a new area and uh, and we fished an area that we both wanted looked great, you know on on the uh, on the satellite imaging, and uh, but we'd never fished it, um, and it was really cool. And so that that for us that was 
you know, it was a double win because we we caught some fish, but we also found somewhere else. Uh, you know, we got got a new location for us. It's you know, obviously the locals know about this spot. Um, you know, so we've got that in the back pocket for next time, you know, as another option. So, you know, that, that for us was quite satisfying. And it was disappointing that the first four options didn't come off. But, you know, just, just having the, the ability to be flexible. Um, and that comes through having, a, you know, a boat that can handle a bit of weather. Like if, if we were in a smaller boat or, you know, a less seaworthy one, that, that option to, to turn and run sea, seaward for, for a direction, you know, uh, to find a new option wouldn't, wouldn't have been open to us. So from that point of view, yeah, it's, you know, you've got to build, I think, well, I'm saying you don't, you don't got to, you're, 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 you're advantageous to, to build your, uh, your, your day or, or your option planning around flexibility. Mm. Mm. It's really important. Well, you brought up something there that I'm interested in uh, learning about your yeah. approach towards, and uh, that is the use of modern techniques to find new ground. You know, so you mentioned that, um, when it came down to, to plant EF and G, which sounded like a, a rude acronym to me, but um, I'll yeah. have to take your word for it. You guys found yourselves going, hey, good human, have a look at this map. What do you think? So you guys were using satellite imagery to uh, to locate uh, places to formulate new plans. Um, yeah. Yep. You're doing that on the water. Are you doing that in preparation as well? And do you use all these um, modern technologies to, to as part of your planning i guess you would when you're talking to locals too like they might use it to show you as well right yeah yeah that, that's that's correct so the, the planning doesn't necessarily only happen the night before or, or even on the water because actually on that day we didn't we had really poor reception and you know there's a spot we wanted to fish but we needed to check whether it was you know what the zoning in the area was mm-hmm. so and you know we had one bar of telstra out there and you know downloading a map on 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 one bar and you know on a pitching boat was not was not um Fun. You know, took forever yeah so but yeah being aware of it like um i guess part of the part of the prep for a trip and also the anticipation is you know you probably is probably looking at at google earth or, or you know a similar product um you know just looking at that kind of oh, fuck that looks good you know that'd be great in a southeaster because it faces that way or you know what I mean? Like you, you look at it and you, you try to get a, a grab on the on what it's really like. Um, and, you know, that while we're on that too, there's some absolute dog spots that look great on uh, on Google or, you know, from, from the satellite. Um, but when you're there, they, they don't really resemble that at all. Um, and then there's other ones that are similarly look the opposite. They look, they look crap from the satellite imagery that we can see. You're sitting in our land in our lounge chair but when you're there it's just fucking hot you know like i'm talking you know al mcpherson in a prime hot you know it's sort of yeah yeah uh, <laughs> like yeah. like al mcpherson on friends hot yeah like yes he's camping up with joey you know what that was so yeah. funny because you start we were stuck with the regional television and um and that came on that night um <laughs> are you serious on friends yeah so you know for for any dude you know, obviously the highlight of, of friends is Courtney Cox and Jennifer Aniston when it's cold. Mm. And then um and and that <laughs> that that episode always seems to be uh, cold on the set of friends. Oh yeah, it must be freezing. Yeah. yeah. And uh well, and I think it's because little... they're in the glass cutters union, like they gotta represent throughout the entire show. 
that that episode of Friends where where Joey has Elle McPherson moving in and hits her up awkwardly. Uh, that was that came on. So it's it's, it's literally amazing that you brought that up. Yeah. It's it's kismet, mate. Hey, it's kismet. Kismet, what's that? It's just meant to be. All right, I haven't heard that expression, man. Yeah, I believe it's an it's an Arabic expression. Kismet, nice. Yeah, look right. it up, Google it while you're looking at maps. Yeah, I will, I will. But yes, yeah, circling back on the maps, it was um, yeah, having having uh, some maps. A few things. If I was going to a new area the next day, and um, and I'd done a bit of work, I'd screenshot it and save it on my phone. Um, yeah. So I just had a rough idea of you know where things were, um, and that I wasn't I wasn't uh, prudent enough, like I said, to to have all the 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 you know the greens downloaded but it got got to that yeah um out on the water it just took ages so yeah 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 cool man oh that's um that's really cool um so i mean uh, it might be one thing to be able to look at a an area on on google maps but it's another thing to be able to interpret it in relation to understanding the different water heights in relation to the, the different tides because you I mean you're there for roughly 10 days or nine days that's uh yeah. that's hard that's a that's a quarter lunar cycle right there essentially yeah, no it's, well it's a third more. it's a yeah. yeah it's more than a quarter lunar cycle yeah yeah third of the month so yeah that's that's the thing you know like you look i'm not in a position where i can choose where to you know exactly which days to go it's got to work in with with the family and as best as best possible that is and and my you know the business sort of cycle at work um you know like a wednesday to wednesday trip or something like that would be ideal um mm. you know, or well, not ideal might be ideal in that c- circumstance mm. you know it could be you know that's when the best tides are but it just doesn't work you know from a, a point of view like you know the people who are at home looking after my kids you know suddenly i'm asking someone to have, make themselves available for for two calendar weeks rather than one you know that yeah. that sort of sucks and you know if i'm, if I'm not having the support from you know the from my crew at home look after the kids i can't you know i can't go so um, you, you're telling me that that the word neeps means nothing in this argument at home <laughs> you've got to see the look on on i'm sure you've seen it on your missus face you know i drop everything i've got to do this and and they're like why and like but the tides you know or the weather mm. and they mm. just don't get it you know once you go on a weekend there's nothing on you the tides or the weather aren't great on a weekend this needs to happen right now you know Mm. um so yeah it's um, that's because a lot of people have images of people who fish a lot as being the most relaxed people because they spend all that time in the boat under an umbrella soaking a prawn reading the paper and drinking a a nice yeah. drink with a, with a with an umbrella in it oh that's what they think hey like yeah you know i picked up the kids from school the other day and you know a few of the mums and one of the one of the one of the dads was there going oh he's back from his boys trip you know and these mums are into me oh you know like i'm like, uh, I bet you got on. You get drunk a lot, Jeff. And I'm like, I'm sorry. Like, is is this what I? Is this what you think of my fishing trips are like? You know, based on what? You know, <laughs> based yeah. on based on the forex ads on TV. Yeah, forex island. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Stay a little bit longer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah. Uh, yeah Great they, uh, campaign that one. I know it was it was amazing. In fact, that we still remember it. You know, it's yeah. probably <laughs> to how how effectively it touched our feels. Yeah, um, but yeah, the um, it's it's fascinating what fishing is to different people. Um, mm. 
you know, they don't seem to realise, you know, that we're underwater sort of 10, sometimes 12 hours a day or, you know, that the you, you're pretty much stuffed. Um, you know, you want to go to bed early because you're getting up early the next day or whatever. Um, there's no time for, for bulk, you know, piss sinking or, or shenanigans or just, you know, you're just chilling out. It's not... Mm. It's not a uh, it's not a party, and um, absolutely, how dare yeah. those people? <laughs> yeah, you know, but everybody's different. Um, you know, I'm for a me, fly fisherman, thank you. <laughs> I, honestly, I, I, I don't I don't hold myself to any higher standard than than the next prick. But you know. <laughs> <laughs> how dare you assume my level of of angling? <laughs> do you reckon fly fishermen need their own pronoun, mate? Some yeah, of them do. yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Dick. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. Cool. Man. Well, that's, yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, that's pretty interesting. I guess you know, like one thing that people wouldn't understand, I suppose, which has led me to my next question, is that um, I mean, you, in, in, I should prelude this in a different way. In previous shows, you've said that you you don't keep a diary, but do you find yourself because you're returning to this place each year, keeping a diary? And if you do, do you start your entries by addressing the diary as dear diary? <laughs> <laughs> sorry kyle was being a bastard today <laughs> he hogged the bow yeah kyle was, was on fire today yeah. sorry the wind was on my right hand shoulder all day i hated it <laughs> hated it <laughs> must learn to cast left-handed yeah. <laughs> do you yeah. do this do you put a diary i mean do you do you write it i mean might not be might not be a calendar it might be just like a, a location diary that you might bury in a time capsule till next year or something <laughs> Yeah, um, we mean to, like, from the point of view that um, you, you start to you start to get a rough idea, you know, what what sort of water height a, a flat works best at, you know. Mm -hmm. So one I'm thinking about in particular is this rage, raised ridge, which acts sort of like a, a gatekeeper to this flat. Like, there's a small channel at one end, and you get this raised ridge goes about 500 metres. So, you know, it, that the little the – little, filling point is that there's it at each end right mm -hmm. so you know having the water height is critical to not only the um getting on and off the flat but also your ambush points and if you're there too early sitting on the in the filling point the fish aren't going to come onto the flat mm -hmm. you know um as well as you know you're not being able to physically get on there so you know that that sort of thing like that the timing can be critical and if if you're too long to get on there like the fish are sort of dispersed it's it's a big flat behind this behind this barrier so you know like um just that sort of level of local knowledge having having the water height and the timing down is is critical um and also you know what are your options when the wind blows from a certain direction uh because that you know we, we had a lot of north northerly when we were up there mm. um and uh yeah, i was gonna ask you that but you know, don't expand that yet i've got a question for that coming up okay cool yeah but yeah so from that point of view like you know it's um you know water clarity was was an issue and um you know it's the second year it's probably the worst year by far we've had those particular winds that condition uh so we had to we had to think on the run and and get get our head around you know sort of that that's um you know how how to how to avoid you know cloudy water scenarios and what was making the water cloudy so mm. yeah okay well let's get to the next question northerlies are yeah. they born of the devil or are they just a, a plain pain in the ass they're a pain in the ass mate I, 
I don't know. We had we had a mixture of northerly, uh, northwesterly, and northeasterly. Uh, and one day it swam swang northeasterly, easterly, back to northeasterly. Yeah, yeah. And, and they were an afternoon breeze, like beyond about midday. They'd uh, they'd sort of certainly crank up, and then they'd they'd fall back a bit about four o'clock or so, like maybe five o'clock. But they would blow most of the night, and mm. then and then fall away around dawn. So, you know, some some mornings we're getting up to some, you know, some shitty water on some flats because of the tide cycle through the night. It had swell pushing on it, or you'd you'd get up on a relatively windless morning, but there'd be a lot of slop left around from the from the night before. Yeah, um, which just you know, just it's not unworkable, but it it sort of made moving around. Um, you know, if you had to cover some distance for whatever reason that that next morning, uh, you know, getting away would have been a little bit harder. Yeah, for sure, mate. That um, that makes perfect sense because they kind of suck. Because not much. I mean, do you agree yet? Because I mean, I know this podcast has been going for what's this? One hundred and seventeen episodes. Yeah. Sorry, one hundred and seventeen episodes yet. Now I realise yep. I spurred that out quite fast, which made it inaudible. But um, I remember in the early stage of this podcast, you and you and the Bolchmaster going, you and your northerlies, like it's some sort of superstition. Are you on board with this now? Uh, yes and no. Um, yeah, definitely. I'd like yeah, to be hanging again. Bloody hell. I set myself up then, didn't I? Well, well we did catch some fish. So they weren't, they weren't oh, terrible. Yeah. But we had to. fish in it. Yeah. Because yeah. you're starving. We we had to hustle, man. It was it was pretty it was pretty tough. So it's not, you know, it's not it's not the kiss of death. But we would have caught a fuckload more. And I mean, well, I'm putting it down to that, like due to water clarity in a few spots, um, and also that the mood of some of these fish on the flats was. Well, what what weird. about pelagics? Did you find pelagics were sort of you well, know, different in mood as well? Absolutely. I mean, I've I'd forgotten about that. Like we sort of take oh, them pelagics. Bit, sorry, what do you call them? Pelagics. Palatio. So the um, <laughs> machine gun Palatio. The, uh, the the fish were, you know, normally there's a there's a few of those around, you know, but they're feeding. Um, the 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 number of them was wasn't, you know, it was the worst I'd seen for a long time, as you know, probably ever. Um, um, so and you know, I'm probably taking a bit for granted. It was still. Still a little bit, you know, better than what I see in Morton Day most bays, days, but you know, it was on um, well, probably too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I thought, yeah, that that's what I was pointing the finger at. It's a convenient scapegoat for me right now because they were behaving differently. They weren't staying up long. They were, you know, the bait wasn't around as much. Um, yeah, I um, I blame that. <laughs> well, I can validate your thoughts, mate, and tell you that I've stupidly fish northerlies for many years now full well that, that it's probably the crux of the reason why the fish are being pricks yeah and i've come to the conclusion that northerlies and salt water don't mix that well in saying that i must admit that um the one fish that has fished well for me in northerlies is goldies they don't seem to give a shit but everything else hates it it's a pain in the ass and i've learned my lesson and i'll avoid it in in the name of trying to fish optimum conditions wherever i can i know they'll still eat but it's just <laughs> hard work well, you're people are going to think this is scripted, but yeah, Goldies were the star of our trip. You know, they, they you're right. They were just in, even in some pumping northerlies that 
That People are going to think this is scripted, dude. Come on. We would be much more professional. <laughs> People are going to think this is scripted. Really? Yeah. Because we're so polished. That's it. We it's say things like flawless. Pelagio. There's no way. Do you think that we'd sit there and write down, hey, let's say Fellatio in, in, in stake of Pelagics? <laughs> we'd have rocks in our head, mate. We'd have Nordleys going on all day in our head. <laughs> yeah. Um, the, uh, yeah, the, the, the Goldies we were impervious to the to the uh, the, the howling northerly. At, I want to say howling. We're, we're talking 15 knots. <laughs> It sounded like know. a diary entry. And the howling northerly. <laughs> it wouldn't let up. Kyle was at wit's end. The, the, days where, the days where it wasn't, you know, as strong were, um, you know, the fish did did seem to have a better attitude. Mm. Um, but, you know, uh, we, yeah. We saw some stuff that had a scratch in our heads. Um, I still, still don't know what to do with it. Still unpacking it mentally. Mm. Like we saw it. Saw Tuskies acting weird. Like I'm, I haven't seen them act like this, you know, much before. They they were some days they were virtually uncatchable. What the way they were behaving, and I, I can only put it down to the to the northerly. Yeah. Otherwise, I'm back to fucking square one with them, mate. Yeah. <laughs> that frustrates me. <laughs> frustrates me a lot. Yeah. Let's uh yeah let's let's blame it on the northerly, just like Millie Nilly did on the moon, <laughs> on the rain. God damn it. Blame it on her own, Millie Vanilli. Yeah. 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 Um, mate, I want to talk about that dam. Did you mention it in the early part of the show? Because I know you've been quite cagey about where you're going in this whole interview. Sounds yeah. like a like a series of questions on Mars Singer while we're trying to guess the identity of where you are. But uh, um, um yeah. but did we talk about the dam, the lake, the empowerment where you're catching yeah, the barramundi? So so fast, um Fast. Heavy yeah. Oh well, look, that's that's the beauty of an impoundment, you know. It's it's not, you know, the fish. No, are I, don't, there. I don't mean, I don't, I don't mean. Okay, I'm not even going to lead people on to to making their own assumptions. There, they can do it themselves. Let's talk about Peter Faust Dam. Yeah, we we got there and um, uh, Lake Prospine. Yeah, Lake Prospine. Our first where you launched the boat was just getting drilled by Northerly. <laughs> um. And we wanted to sight fish, so this part, this decision was quite simple. We just yep. got out of the northerly. We drove over to the northern bank. Um, you know, there's a really good protection of um, around the, around the half the dams protected by reasonably tall mountains um, or hills, if you want. And they, um, you know, you'll get a you'll get a lee sure right, you know, right pretty pretty close up to the bank in a few spots. So. We just look for, for calm, clear water to have a window into the into the weed beds. Excuse me. And, um, and yeah, it was pretty frustrating. Um, we we counted uh, around twenty five um, meter long barra that had that were bloated and floating. They're dead. And um, yeah, so yeah. Yeah, it was a bit. We were initially were like, "What the fuck happened? Was there like a barracomp or, you know?" Because this was, you know, um, I guess not long after the a full moon, um, and it, uh, yeah, they were, um, you know, obviously a lot of a lot of people like to troll troll barra up at 
you know, out of the out of the depths or, or you know, deep trial barra at that time. Oh, you're talking about barra trauma. Yeah, barra trauma. That was yeah. our assumption, you know, yeah. that or they'd been mishandled or something like that. So mm. we had a chat to a couple of locals about it and they said, oh, <laughs> seems to happen at this time of year, but it does sound like a lot of fish. But it was only big ones. Like it was, we didn't see any floaters that were what you'd call maybe, you know, under 80 centimetres. And Having said that, we didn't run around measuring all these dead ones, but we just, they were all fish you wish you'd caught, you know. Maybe this is, uh, this is you're actually seeing uh, death by old age. I mean, it's, there's going to have to be a, a, a um, I mean, for a fish that in a micro environment like that that's known for, ex, you know, I- incredible growth rates, yeah. perhaps um, growing that fast and growing that, it, it, it shortens their life, you know. Um, Good. You know what I mean? Perhaps. I don't know. But I mean, yeah, like, if you're talking like a dollar twenty-five fish, I know they get bigger. I know they can get to a dollar, uh, like a meter eighty, according to Grant's Guide for Fishers. Not that I've ever seen anything like that. But I mean, that could be that particular whatever's happened through hatchery might, might shorten their life, or you know, mm-hmm. not you know, not having not having not having a life in an estuarine system. Who knows, mate? But I mean, it could be it could be uh, you could be seeing old age there. You know, it could be seeing death by old age potentially. If that fish yeah. are that big, are you talking like that sort of size? Look, th- some of them started to stink. We weren't going too close to them. Um, I would say most of them were around a metre. Maybe. Oh, that's not – yeah, right, okay. Yeah, not but, but like a lot of them, we'd just see this big silver thing floating in the air. Like that was their gut, you know, and um, it's – you know, quite often things – you don't see appreciate the true size till you're up right on top of these things. And we weren't going to do it. Excuse me. Sorry, I'm yawning. Um, we, we weren't going to put the, you know, get... get it's a long drive, it. mate. Yeah, the long drive. The thought of that, again, is making me exhausted. Poor Kyle. Mm. Yeah, so, um, yeah. Make but, me, makes me want to feel like... Makes me feel like I want to sleep just thinking of that long drive. <laughs> Poor Kyle. Yeah. The, those barrow were... Um, you didn't want to get too close to them, a bit stinky. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, mm. it would have been pretty cool to have, like, a Shanghai out on the boat, eh? That would be fun. Yeah, you can yeah, hit just, those things and, yeah, just stand just clear, though. Yeah, that, that explode. Maybe you get barren guts on you, you know. It'd be like that um, that movie. I saw a movie recently that was based on a true story where it was the idea of the town to dispose of a beach whale by yeah, exploding it or taking it out and sinking <laughs> it like that. Yeah. Just imagine you blow, blowing up Barra by firing a Shanghai with, a, <laughs> like, another one sinker into the belly of those bloated Barra. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Could you imagine the smell? Oh, it'd be rotten, dude. Rotten. Oh, mate. Yeah. yeah. It reminded me of a couple of scenarios on schoolies, you know, but, um, you know, that's a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> I went to a place where there was a big fish kill and, like, we could just smell oh, it where we were staying. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it was terrible. It was, it's, it'll be, yeah, I was on Stradbroke Island. It was just like, uh, I don't know what it was, just uh, like a, a, an, an event that had a lot of fish beaching themselves. Mm. So, mate, that's uh, that's pretty interesting, mate. So, Did you blow you up your guts? Oh, no, 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 mate. It was oh, nothing. Right, okay. I didn't eat any of them, that's for sure. It's, okay. um, cool. Yeah, I, I refrained from doing that with strange mm. locations. Um, um, do you want to expand on, on the fishing? Did you spend much more time there other than that first day? No, because... Um, 
we were we made a value judgment and uh, we we did we did poke around for about four or five hours and looking at some really prime looking real estate did not see one thing mm. um spoke with you know reported the the um the you know the dead barrow to a to a local guide who you know operates up there and um he said yeah it's been you know your sight fishing opportunities have, have been pretty limited a lot of the the fish are you know quite quite deep and happening at night time and um you know we, pre- we appreciated the the info intel um and we thought we'd you know if if we needed to we'd go and use it but you know our, our priority is to sight fish mm. you know so um sight fishing five meters in the dark is not going to happen yeah hell no 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 yeah. for sure oh well that's mm. interesting mate so would you do that next time do you think that'll be part of the um the trip for next time would you beeline it straight to um from your lovely slumber like moving moving um bed chambers there um <laughs> would you head straight to the dam next time just, um, just rule it out completely yeah yeah i do um well part of the there's another another answer to another question but we like to um each year we like to do a bit of exploration and we we've only just started getting into that dam you know based on what we'd seen mm-hmm. you know other other people doing online and um you know obviously the sight fishing and there's been no secret you know um you know rod from australian fly fishing outfitters the new owner and you know andy thompson were doing it way back when mm. you know? um i believe so rod's rod's going to start specializing in that with a very unique technique as well which pretty excited to see how that pans out for the dude you know yeah yeah that'll yeah. be <clears throat> that'll be exciting mm. real exciting because there's some some big fish in there but um yeah um yeah that will it be part of our future thing yeah i, I guess so we got to find a way to win there you know we got to you know even if it's just a <clears throat> a few shots here and there it's, it's definitely something we want to get into because it it looks so cool barra such a cool fish you know everyone who's listening to this won't won't need explaining to them how cool barra are or how addictive they are i can um, think of one person who need to explain to them how how worth it is to persist on fly though but that's cool <laughs> yeah um, <laughs> I don't mean to make this uh, show for one audience in particular, but I am, and you know who you are. <laughs> Put the spin gear down, you pussy. Yeah. Yep. So, anyway. yeah, will we do it again? Yeah, we'll we'll probably do it, and um, you know, maybe we'll we'll build a trip around a different moon phase or something. Who knows? Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, well, it's a big chunk of the uh, of the of the you know lunar cycle, nine days. That's for sure. Yep. You're going to have that. You're going to have that. You're going to be, depending on how you time it, there's always, you're going to have a good opportunity of being there at, at the tail end of an optimum time of either one or the begin or yeah, well, the tail end being either side, I guess. Do you know what I'm saying? So, I mean, yeah. you could be there through, I mean, the, the dams stereotypically work, work better around the moons, uh, arguably. Uh, I tend to not agree with that in some circumstances. Um, however, it's, it's, probably i don't know i wonder if there's more people at the dam at that time which makes that seem real because it's just a, a mentality anyway drifting off but yep. you could arguably be there at an optimum time for a for barra or arguably be there you know like um for optimum time for tides as well because i mean often time for tides is you know like a little, little shorter than a week really you know like five days you know really optimum yep. tides arguably again and those people are going to be sitting there just you know poo-hooing what i'm saying but like you got to remember people 
just speaking in general terms here. Would you agree with that, Volts? That's a good point. Um, it, we, yes, there, optimum is a is a is a fluid thing. Um, you know, there's there's certain spots I'm thinking of that it doesn't matter with whether it's a whether it's a ingoing or an outcoming uh, incoming outgoing tide. It's um it's more of a water height question. Um, and you know, water height and light. They're the two things you're worried about, but they're a majority. Those spots are in the minority, but you know, um, and and I'm talking about uh, you know tusk fish there, um, and you know a couple other flats fish as well. But you know, those sort of spots are, are pretty rare. A lot of them are you know more water height dependent, with the fish's mood varying depending on the on the um, whether the tide's coming in or going out, and the magnitude of you know the relative high and low that's experiencing you know like yeah. the amount of water flowing and and that um yeah so it, it's one of those it's it sounds evasive but he goes it it depends but those those spots where there's one less variable and in, in that it, you know it doesn't matter if it's in incoming or outgoing they're like gold you know those those spots are something you you've you've got to use but mate, we impose a little rule on ourselves we we try not to fish the same flat you know twice in you know at least four or five days most flats we didn't fish twice in fact there was yeah, right. a few yeah we you know in that period of time we just left alone um for whatever reason um yeah we, that's the sort of sort of uh you know over the area that we're fishing there's a lot of variety of course but and we, we like looking at new stuff but the um yeah we try not to hit the same spot you know multiple times and certainly not two or three days in succession obviously longer is better mm. i'm sorry can you say that last bit again it just blocked out for a bit longer is better if, if you can rest okay. the longer you rest them oh. you know yeah I, I feel like some of those res those fish are resident perhaps that's our that's our school of thought at the moment we're by no mm. means experts um but you know you you're sort of reinforcing if you hit them day after day after day and you, mm. and you won't catch them you're actually wasting your own time yep well, there you have it, folks. The answer to the age-old question, longer is better. Well, Volts, <laughs> mate, I really appreciate you answering that because that's, you know, like uh, it's been on the tip of many people's lips as far as um, uh, of, of how to spend their holidays. And I guess the most time, you, the more time you can spend and allow in an area, obviously the uh, the better expectations of results. Yeah, yeah, I think I think so. Like the, the more you invest in anything, the the better your return will be, right? That mm. That's, you know, that's a law of investment. So, um you know, obviously, if you if you can nut your 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 chosen holiday destination out yep. over over a period of time, <laughs> you can figure out the what makes it work. Um, yep. You'll have some pretty good results eventually to show for uh, your dedication, and it'll feel great because you know you've figured it out. Hasn't been spoon fed, and um, you go from there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense, man. Well, have you have you planned next year's dates already? uh tentatively yeah but um i hope my wife doesn't listen to this but yeah we've she never gets this far man but... yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah all the incriminating stuff is usually at the beginning have you been fishing vaults <laughs> you, you'll either answer one way or the other and i think once she learns the result of that question she switches off yeah yeah that's it i eh? yeah, we're gonna be mm. careful yeah yeah yeah, now she's got Instagram too. Now, obviously, she's had it for about a year. So, oh, what's you know. her handle? You want to announce her page? No, nah. nah, sure. <laughs>
It'd be pretty <laughs> obvious because she makes me share a story sometimes. You know, if we're if she we're on a piss with them. Oh yes. Oh yeah. man, you look pretty happy in those posts, eh? <laughs> yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, well, cool, man. That's. Uh, I'm glad we broke through that. That you, you know, you can be honest that you're happy to share stories of getting out of town with your with your wife at gin factories and stuff like that. You know, that's cool. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. You're uh, you're trying to hang me out here, man. But uh, I'm yeah. not. I'm, I'm not, man. I'm, I'm genuinely happy that you, you're 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 um, comfortable enough in your own metrosexuality that you can put this stuff out there. It's great. Because <laughs> you, you dress pretty snappy in these stories too. I would encourage anyone who's following Volts to keep your eye on his stories. Usually on a Monday or a Sunday morning or something like that. Uh, that's when we get the good stuff. Um, <laughs> There's a whole group chat that we've got, a private group chat based on your story. Oh, really? We, um, we, uh, it's like it's kind of like a an after show, like a YouTube chat for things like The Walking Dead or, or or Yellowstone or something like that. A lot of us get together and we uh, we analyze and we uh, hypothesize, you know, what's actually going on in some of these Instagram stories that your wife shares. That's interesting. It mm. is interesting, mate. It's uh, no, I mean, there's nothing's derogatory there at all. It's all quite respectful, and we all consider ourselves to be good humans, but. It'd be amiss of me to not let you know that um, you know we're looking for looking for content vaults, and you know perhaps we could suggest some some nice places for you to go, like a river cruise or something like that, or or a party boat. You know, that, some of those things are quite good. Ooh, what about a uh, what about an escape room? Would you guys be interested in that? That'd be pretty cool, mate. Yeah. yeah, I think so. Or bowling or something something like that. Something quite average, you know. Like, and you just make that Instagram story nice and colourful, mate, and it'll give us something to talk about. Yeah, we lead pretty average lives compared to you two. Well, look, I'm I'm all ears, mate. If I'm I'm stoked mm. to hear that you guys are, are fascinated with my um my weekend all activities. And, Living uh, rent free in that chat room, buddy. You know, so it's uh, just <laughs> letting you know. <laughs> and, and and it's and it's high adoration, mate. I mean, we've kicked a few people out that have said some things that are I'm not I'm not comfortable repeating, and I don't think you need to know about it, mate. I mean, you need Thank to get you. to go through that. Yeah. yeah, no, I'll I'll save you from that, mate. But I'm I'm a moderator on that chat, mate. So I I really look after you, you know. <laughs> I Thank got you, you back. I consider myself to be a good, a good human too. High five. Yeah. Thank you. High five. Fist pump. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah it's yeah. good, man. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't care if that. Um. If I need to reflect as a good human in, in parts of the dark web, i.e., you know the uh, the Volta chat room there. But um. Dark web. <laughs> <laughs> but I, uh, I I I wear that I wear that badge with pride wherever I go, mate. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Hey, it feels like this is starting to wrap up. Is that the vibe you're putting out or what? Uh, is there is there anything else that we haven't mentioned on this show that you'd wanted us to bring up there, Jeffrey? Well, it's something we haven't mentioned. We normally mention beast brushes. What's going on at, at beast brushes this week, man? Like, uh, not much. Been just making brushes, mate, to get pumped, pumped, pumped with brushes. Oh, there is something very exciting I forgot to mention. Um, I, and this is, I guess I haven't announced this yet. This is more to do with. Oh, it's, it's well i don't do ammo flies anymore but um but i am about to start a complete subscription channel for for my fly tying now i know there's a lot of free videos on youtube for fly tying um but i guess in part this is a reflection of what i do for a living and uh and i feel as though what the stuff i've got is has got value and if you agree um i've got a pretty a pretty um cheap rate for a monthly subscription I think it's going to sort of start off around about ten bucks, and I will um, I will be shifting all of my videos. So if you've got links to my videos or access to my free videos right now, mm. by the time this show comes out, if they're still there, 
you want to probably go and have one last look because I'm going to take them all off the free to access. I'm going to put them on there and I'm going to promise subscribers at least yeah, at least two videos a, a month for that for that ten dollars. So five dollars a video if you like, uh, unlimited. Uh, you know, access as long as you're paying the subscription. I guess you could say as many times as you like. But you know, I'm starting off with putting the ga uh, highly anticipated game changer video on there that people want to. People have been asking me for years to do. I'm going to be doing my my style of deer hair, like my deer hair flies, like uh, flies that I've invented, like the deer hair cicada. Or um, I'll probably be re reluctant to do other people's flies without without permission. Um, but things oh. like the, ver the version that I do of that light horseman, which is I see is very popularized now about building that like as a bulkhead, which no one else did. So, um, you know, things like that. Yeah, that's uh, what I'm going to be doing. Slow Water Game Changer will be coming up after that soon. And that's uh, that's definitely only going to be coming out through subscription. But um, look, you it's your choice. No one's going to hold a gun to your head to, uh, to pay for that subscription. If you see the value in it, it's there. If not, Look, man, there's plenty of free videos on YouTube. You can, I'm sure, you can get your information from. All good. Sure. sure. Yeah. So, so people uh, who have who have got videos based on purchasing volumes in the past, like you know, you had I think recently advertised. Um, some if you spent more than was it seventy bucks or seventy something? bucks, yeah. What yeah. happens for their access? Yeah, look, that's gonna that's gonna be gone. Um, you know, so um. Yeah, sorry. It's um. I mean, like, it, it, look, it's the video is very comprehensive. A lot of people have had that for a lot of weeks now, but you yeah. know, I never made, I never really made that uh, assumption, or no one's really asked me if that's permanently going to be up access for that. You know, so look, man, I, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta make a living, and it's um, and this is this is part of what I consider to be um something I can offer value in, and I need the content, and um, that's just the way it is. You know, I haven't. It's uh, people. Seventy bucks is 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 a pretty cheap order, and if you needed materials, and like I, I offered something in return. I guess. Um, don't know really how to explain it. Not trying to be a bastard, definitely. But uh, I mean, if you if you've truly got an issue with it, by all means, contact me. I'm a reasonable bloke. Yeah. So, I'll, I'll jump in here for Chris. I've said this before. This is Chris's only source of income. Um, you know. He, He's literally each week singing for his dinner and, you know, you're listening to this podcast for nothing, you know. Um, so, you know, some people get, you know, a laugh out of it. Some people, you know, get some info out of it. Some people just use it to hate on us. You know, I don't care. <laughs> the fact that you're listening, those guys. listening for free, um, sort of, you know, you, you're, taking, you're taking part of our time um, and that's cool. We wouldn't, we wouldn't do it, but... You know, this you got to remember fly tying, um, and you know, fly materials is is uh, you know Chris's food ticket each week. So something I'm very um, sensitive to, and actually protective of Chris Chris's behalf. Yeah, so, like me in those chat rooms. I appreciate that, man. Eh? Yeah, yeah. Yep. So um, yeah, that's that's it, people. That's, that's no, really man. Good appreciate that vaults and that that was completely unscripted folks and uh yeah. you know so um but <laughs> no yeah look man i i just i just take the attitude like you know take it or leave it i spend a massive part of my day answering questions about game changers and deer hair flies and look this is just an easy resource for me to turn around and say look dude just, just look you know by the time it like honestly the time if i if i paid myself an hourly rate 
the amount of time it takes me to um to to explain that sort of stuff 10 bucks is pretty cheap for two videos you know like and, and you're getting a very like that game changer video it goes for a while it goes for about an hour and 20 minutes and i've cut and sped up so much stuff in there i've made it as quick as i can the zoom classes used to take three hours it was, it was yep. crazy so like i'm very detailed for it and like and those who have seen my videos know that not only do i explain how to tie the fly i explain how it works why those tying techniques are employed or why i've chosen to use those as it relates to my own fishing and i can always back it up with results so yeah i guess um i guess that's what i'm hoping people see the value in it because there's a lot of fly ties on the internet that tie a lot of flies that don't fish or don't fish for variety or um you know don't fish you know and, and i just think to myself what are we doing here you you we're tying flies for fishing well i do and i can also respect guys who tie flies for um for uh, hobby and aesthetics and display i get that it's like carbon wood you know i get that but um yeah not for me so yeah i as, as fishing base i should also add someone mentioned today is it going to be on i mentioned on the podcast that i had a a, a secret youtube not a private youtube channel i was starting out called only only flies not after not long after we announced that on that podcast i i just happened to find someone on the internet that started a um copied the only fan sticker and wrote only flies so someone else has taken it i already registered it as a youtube youtube name before that but i'm gonna change that now i'm just gonna change call the channel beast tv or something like that i think well that's interesting beast tv i like the sound of that yeah mm. yep so it's um yeah i mean beast brushes was always always and still kind of is like an outfitters for for the flies that i tie at um ammo flies we used to tie anyway i i stay well within my lane and i know all the products intimately all the videos that would be put up on that on beast tv would be in relation to the materials some of them some of them are very unique materials that that i'd sell sell at beast brushes but yeah, there's a lot of lot of videos like i said earlier that that i've been hit up not so much to do videos people hit me up to do videos all the time I, like we talk about in your show about how people are feeling tight on to ask where you've been fishing the same for a fly tire you get people that are entitled like feel a full sense of entitlement like and get upset that that yet you haven't done a youtube video on the pattern that you've you've um been tying you know i've had people i've had I don't even want to name the country because I, I don't know if the dude listens and I don't want to disrespect him. You just don't know who's listening these days to this shit. But um, I've had people from in Australia and other countries, like I've had to, I've had to cool down in conversation. Like, mate, you've got to understand, dude, that first of all, it comes work and people have spent the money of their orders. Second of all, well, first of all comes my family. Second of all comes work. Thirdly to that is fishing. Fourthly to that is my rest and relaxation. And 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 a, and a pretty distant part after that is me taking the time to show you to do a fucking video for free, and I don't I, I don't begrudge them for that, but I mean it's all good for people to ask, but mate, mm. when you get people that hassle you every single one person, it, it's happened more than once, hassles you every day. You kind of get to the point where you've got to give short answers. So this video to me is uh, this this channel I suppose is to me is like okay, well put your money where your mouth is, and if I'm going to show you a video kind of don't really want you supporting my competition um based on my hard work so i, I want something for it there you go yep call a spade a spade there it is yep yep and again no one's making you no one's making you spend your money you can you can you can go and watch many many talented fly tires for free on youtube mm -hmm. 
Yep. Excellent. Good Thank chat. you for allowing me to um, to vent and rant <laughs> in hopes to advertise my new subscription service there, Volti. Um, but yeah, no, look, look, man, <laughs> I appreciate appreciate your understanding and and um, and and saying what you said there. It's true, mate. Sure. But it's my it's my decision to make this my career, so I don't expect people to um, you know, to to be a bleeding heart about it. Um, just pay for it if you see value in it. I just I want to offer value. Good on you, man. Yeah. Yeah. Have, have, mate, is there anything else that we have forgotten to say in this podcast that we haven't mentioned that you want to bring up? Uh, nothing comes to mind. It's, um, yeah, just, yeah, just want to thank people who have helped me and you along the way. So, um, yeah, thank you very cool, much. Man. Yeah. Cool, man. That seemed uh, seemed like well, we're, this is the last show, but it's definitely not. But um, yeah, cool. I, look, I, I'm trying to use that as an out, but it feels like a loop. Like I could keep asking you, is there anything we haven't brought up yet that you wanted to? No, let's go. It doesn't, to bed. Feel, like, it doesn't feel like there's any way out of it, man. No, let's. There's got to be a better ending. We can't mention wrapping this puppy up anymore. Uh, <laughs> Have yeah. I said it? No, you haven't. You so, say it then. Look, people, I guess it's time to wrap this puppy up and uh, <laughs> <stay> aggressive. <laughs> say with excellent cadence. I like it. <laughs> oh, look, we've been talking here for two and a half hours now. We've <laughs> been chewing your ear off. Yeah. <laughs> That's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> That's fair enough to say, right? Yeah. <laughs> let's, not, let's not bog ourselves down with this ending, okay? <laughs> let's circle back around on this. Yeah, let's circle back around to the start, which will involve <laughs> theoretically and uh, metaphorically the finish Yeah. in some parallel universe. All right, Volts. Mate, great show. It was great learning about your trip. And, thanks for um, talking. Yeah. yeah, mate. Thanks. Thank you for talking. You know, no you, problem, you really man. do know how to talk. Yeah, I do. I'm, I'm, pr I'm, pr I'm proud, proud of that talking skills. A, a plus. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for asking questions. Yeah, no worries, mate. I went to the Institute of Questionology and uh, I, I went away with an associate diploma. So um, I'm very yeah. proud of my tertiary education in that fact. So I'm glad it reflected well in the show. Thank you. Good on you, man. I'm proud of you too. Thank you. I'm proud of you too. Right. Good human. Bye. High five. <laughs> Bye. Bye.
you'll believe it when I turn.